Good morning, sports fans. Fill up that coffee cup and that bowl. Sit back and relax. Because live from Colorado, it's time for the Sports Offensive. Wow, good morning out there, sports fans, and thanks for tuning in to the new episode of the Sports Offensive. I am actually riding solo here to start the show. I promise my compatriots are on the way, uh, but you never know how traffic can be on a beautiful Saturday morning in Denver. And it is a beautiful morning. The skies are bright blue. There are not any clouds in the sky. Had some crazy winds last night around the area, but... uh, it has been hot, 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 and maybe not as hot as it's been where you're at, but it has been hot for us. We are uh, finally cracked the 90-degree barrier this week, even hit 95 yesterday on my birthday. I do want to send out a special thank you to everyone for their well wishes and happy birthdays. I do want to point out that I did not receive the Audi that I had requested, nor the Subaru, Subaru WRX, so uh, there is still time to rectify that problem. Feel free to uh, send it direct to, uh, to my house, and uh, I will give you the proper accolades on the show uh, for getting me my car. So, again, thanks for tuning into the show. Uh, as always, you can do us a huge favor. If you go to Facebook and like us and follow us on Twitter, helps us get a little exposure. We're at both under the handle at the SPT Offensive. You can find us on Instagram. We're under the handle of the Sports Offensive with underscores between the words. You can head to our station website at thesportsoffensive.com. Again, thesportsoffensive.com. When you're there, you can learn about us and our shows and listen to current and prior episodes of all of our podcasts, including the Sports Offensive, which you're on now, the JoJo War drummer ways lacrosse show and the alien offensive sci-fi podcast Um, you can always listen to us live via the blog talk radio player on our site you can also check us out on demand at blog talk radio tune in iheart stitcher and as an itunes podcast we do want to thank our show supporters idiot cult t-shirts health guru ek fit and the space savers at operation organize you can find them and links to their sites on our site again at the sportsoffensive.com we love callers so go ahead and uh, call into the show here at 929-477-3204 again the number here is 929-477-3204 so since i am writing solo uh, to start the show out here and again i, I hope everyone's okay uh, i do know everyone i know everyone was on the way so um i hope that everything is is going all right uh so we're in the midst of watching the women's world cup which has been uh i would say mostly what has been expected so far uh usa has played fantastic uh so far looks really good and uh, as we will discuss in depth later they uh, are on their way to the semifinals. so one victory away from a shot to uh, defend their title and uh, they've looked fantastic so far had some close call games i mean we did have a two to one win uh late in the game we had a three a uh, I think it was three to one over France. I'm, it might have been two to one um, in, in that game as well. So not blowouts. Uh, and I don't think you can expect blowouts. I think that there's a level playing field in terms of the top countries when it comes to World Cup soccer on the women's side. But uh, either way, very exciting. And hopefully we'll see our gals go for another title. Couldn't make us happier. Uh, the sports offensive trivia question for this week is which World Cup team? And this is referring to the men's World Cup. Uh, I actually didn't. I wasn't able to find this question uh, for the Women's World Cup. I don't think it's maybe not been on long enough. I'm not sure or just not just doesn't have a website. Um, Anyway, 
which men's team has been in the World Cup the most times without winning the championship? So which country has been in the World Cup the most times without taking home the title? So go ahead and ponder that question. And uh, again, feel free to call in if you think you know the answer. We'd love to hear it. 929-477-3204. So we'll jump into uh, the, some sad news is that Michelle Wee has dropped out of com- uh, competitive competition for the rest of this year with a wrist injury. Um, for those of you who don't really follow golf or don't know Michelle Wee, she was uh, kind of a phenom. She was, I think, six foot one at the age of 15, I believe it was. And um, I think she grew up in Hawaii. And she was crushing the ball, you know, doing long, long distance drives, especially uh, if you wanted to just pigeonhole it to the women's side of the sport. And so uh, it's, it's a shame to see that she's not going to be able to play the rest of this year due to her injury. And she hasn't really had the career that most of us had hoped. And I think that it might have just been uh, a poorly chosen career path, not the sport itself, but just uh, the way that it's been done so far. So looks like I have a couple of co-hosts have arrived. One of them still MIA. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, anyway, we do uh, send out our, our, our best wishes and condolences to Michelle. Wee, and hopefully she will get better in a short amount of time. Um, and if you would like, you're welcome to, use the chair there if you want, or you can use the recliner, whichever one you want is, is, is up to you. And, uh, and the other thing that we were, of course, we're going to get into is the women's world cup. Uh, again, we talked about how it's looking fantastic for the U S gals making it into the semifinals of the world cup. We're also going to run over the NBA free agency. It's been a, it's been a wild free agency already. And just in terms of rumors and, uh, and other things that are going to happen. And of course uh, we had the draft, uh, recently, and that went ahead and uh, has changed kind of the power structure in the NBA. Uh, we also want to talk about the NFL's top quarterbacks. Uh, there's a, a list that was put out by Chris Sims that we found uh, quite hilarious, and um, it's it, it, it. Well, you'll just have to hear the list. It's just it's kind of ridiculous. It's it's not much different from um, I forget what his name was, but there's a certain guy that just got hired by ESPN, and it, it's a famous player. I'm I'm just drawing a blank, but he basically said that uh, one of the top receivers in the NFL was Wes Welker, but he didn't think that uh, either Antonio Brown or there was one other big-time receiver he completely left off the list, and it was just kind of ridiculous. So, uh, Also, we want to run over the MLB. We've got some interesting things going on, including the uh, Rockies finally breaking the losing streak to the Los Angeles Dodgers, which, of course, they did on my birthday, which is kind of annoying. But uh, you know what? When the Dodgers bring in Joe Kelly, you know it's going to be a disaster because he's the worst reliever in the history of MLB relieving. We'll also do a quick uh, overview of the Major League Lacrosse team here in Denver with the Outlaws, uh, a team that we proudly support, and uh, I know that my co-host is a big, big fan of. JP, how was your trip up this morning? You know, it uh, it was a little bit busy at Santiago's. Um, and then Route 6 was a little backed up uh, for I-25 North, so that's why I'm running just a hair late today. Route and, 6, you mean uh, like where the, where the on-ramps are? Yeah, the, uh, that, uh, that weird on-ramp they built that no one in, in the, western hem- or the western side <laughs> of the United States knows how to use. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's, just, it's one of those Every things. time you drive up to that exit and that entrance, yeah, it's crazy how far, like how just dense the traffic gets all of a sudden. You're yeah, like, really? it, it usually isn't that bad in the morning this early, but today everybody just got backed up and then 
then it never really opened up again until I got up by the first bake center and then sexy Lexi was just in the head and everybody <laughs> just started pulling over. I was doing everything in legal limits. Thank you very, 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 very much. I wonder but why you would do that. That Jeep does like to roll very nicely, <laughs> unlike my 2000 Grand Cherokee. So. You know, I was out uh, in the New Jersey and I had a rental car and it was a, uh, um, oh, dang it, what kind of car was it? It was, uh, it was a Jeep. Um, I can't remember the model, but anyway, it was, I mean, coming from my car, which is like, you know, it's a 1998 car. So you feel every mile an hour that you're going faster oh, and yeah. you feel the pressure on the pedal to put in more gas into the, into the engine. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times it was like, oh shit, I'm going 75 in a, in a 55 zone, you know, and had to like, you know, throttle way back because you're just like, dude, you're just, it's just smooth cruising and there's no bumps and, you know everything just seems normal so um but joanna thank you so much for joining us here this morning uh how was your trip up uh thanks for having me and it was kind of eventful there was just a it was like an obstacle course on 36 trying to dodge shrapnel from a semi uh, oh yeah, like yeah. That, i that got a little hot too I was like, what is happening <laughs> driving through really stinky fog i was like what you know what's really crazy is that you know they have the they have the dual trailers you know like here Mm -hmm. and stuff and you know california i don't know how it is in philadelphia but in california you can't do that you can only do a single uh trailer to a to a truck and so it's really interesting when i first moved here it creeped me out driving on like when you drove in like the in the mountains and you'd see the double hitch trailer you're like how in the world is that dude gonna stop (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's like it's, it's got to weigh like wait, 70 tons. Wait till you, we're just going on 80 in the middle of the plains and you have triple trailers. Well, that's different, though, because, I mean, there's not a hill to be found. So, you know, it's like unless you're in Iowa. Oh, are there hills in Iowa? There's hills in Iowa. Oh, OK. I think of, I think of flyover <laughs> once, once country. You get, once you get to Nebraska, it's just like there's one straightaway for four hours and then you kind of turn left or you go south, south southwest to get into Colorado. I just remember when I drove out here from California and I was on I-80 driving through Wyoming and it was like there was literally nothing. I mean it was just flat as the eye could see for you know and I'm sure that I I know the Tetons probably look cool when you get up that high or near near like Jackson Hole and stuff but man Wyoming to me has got to be the ugliest state of this union that I've ever been to. Well I'm saying it's a bad state. I'm I mean, of course, I, I can't imagine why people live there other than getting paid well to do oil work, right? I mean. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of fracking, a lot of oil, a lot of um, aga, or well, I'm not agriculture, but um, um, I'm stumbling over my tongue here first thing in the morning <laughs> going down my Santiago, Santiago's burrito here. Uh, archaeological uh, stuff up there. My, my cousin was up there for a long time outside one of the fracking plants. They found an old uh, site, and they were digging there for fossils. Dude, I, okay, so I got so it's crazy that you mentioned that because it's, uh, it's a story that my boss told me. She used to live in uh, in Wyoming with her husband, and her husband worked on the fields and was working like eighty hours a day. And they uh, had moved up there to, to take the position. And when they moved up there, they were heard, told this story about this group of people that are three guys that worked for this oil company who had found a burial ground, mm-hmm. an in, a Native American burial yeah. ground or a First Nation burial ground. Mm-hmm. There's a lot and of them up there. They stole all the jewelry and all of the guns. Oh. And then they also took the body, one of the bodies Whoa. anyway, that had mummified, and they threw it in the back of their truck. And then when they got back to the, like, the site or whatever, they, they ran it up the flagpole. And so obviously those guys got fired and charged and things like that. But my boss said they found out when they moved in that they moved into the apartment that those guys had lived in. I think I'd move. Well, yeah, she said she got (laughs) creeped out because they they knew that the the body had been in the apartment for a while. And 
and this part, of course, is conjecture, but her daughter, who was young, swore to her the whole time they lived in that city before they moved that she heard Indians chanting at night, and her daughter didn't know about the story. Like she didn't know that, that they had never told her the story about the Indian and all that kind of stuff that had happened. So it was just kind of, you know, it's kind of one of those, you know, crazy kind of creepy oh, no, things. Like, you know, but, uh, you know, I like I've always contended people are always talking about how scary ghosts are and stuff. I'm like, dude, I would give anything to see a ghost just to know there was an afterlife. Oh, right? yeah. That would change my perspective on, on living 100% to think, oh, I can actually stick around and check out things after I'm gone. Okay, I'm cool. Interesting. I'm I cool. can come back and you know? spook people. Well, I mean, just being atheist, you know, it's like I, I certainly don't believe in the afterlife. So, you know, to see that there are spirits would make me kind of happy. Of course, then I would think, where the hell are the rest of them? You know, why is, why is there only why is there only why is, there a couple? Only, why is only Casper out here? Where's everybody else? You know? <laughs> so that's, um, a, that's another radio show. So where's I'll, uh, I'll do that one. Where's Skeevy? I don't know. I know he had a late night at the restaurant. So that's, that's who we're yeah. talking about, right? <laughs> Or ski Z, not ski V, ski Z, I think. <laughs> well, thanks for getting him up here. At least I hope because we haven't seen him for a while. So, um, you yeah, didn't, I'm you dog didn't, sitting you in a friend's house. Oh, so you I came at the same from um, I Stapleton is where I drove in from. Oh, nice, so, a little bit shorter. Yeah, yeah. yeah Stapleton's really nice with what they did with that whole area out there. Yep. I have to admit. And I'm staying with the greatest dog. The greatest. She's a um, Bernie's Mountain Dog, and oh, named go. Dakota, and she is just the oh, sweetest thing ever. That used to be my dog's name. One of my one of my yeah. my dog I left in PA. Now I have to look up what kind of dog that is, so I know what it looks like. A Burm, you said a Burmese, Burmese Mountain Dog. Bernie's. Bernie's like like weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. <laughs> what is is that? Is it a country too? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well, you can't <laughs> just come in here and say something and well, not I have know, the facts I know what kind of dog she is. That's all. <laughs> Uh, how do you spell it? Like N E S E R N E S E N E S E or N A I S E. There it is. It's B E R E B E R N E S E Mountain Dog. Oh, they're gorgeous. Oh, it looks like a Saint Bernard. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, those are gorgeous. Yeah, just the the sweetest, most gentle dog. Nice. Is it a boy or girl? Girl. And is she full grown? Oh yeah, I think she's seven. But she acts oh, like a puppy. Damn, she's like older than me, you know. Right. And uh, unfortunately, I did have another birthday this past week, and uh, happy birthday, belated here. <sighs> thank you. I, you know, I was saying earlier in the show, nobody got me the Audi that I asked for for my birthday, so it's just kind of like it's on order. Yeah. Oh, thanks for the happy birthdays, but you know, <laughs> I, I don't see the shiny black new Audi in the in the parking lot. So. It's on order. <laughs> right. That's what I'm hoping. So uh, I got to tell you, though, this is probably the most drained I have ever felt in one week uh, in probably five or six years because I had to fly to New Jersey and fly back. One of the flights was almost constant turbulence, like oh, literally from start to finish. Thankfully, it was side to side turbulence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the you know, side to side is 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 rough and it kind of makes you nauseous, but it's the up and down one. That's like scary, scary you yeah. know, and uh, one of the people that was at the meeting had flown in from San Diego, and he said flying over Texas area that they had hit uh, the kind of turbulence where they actually had people started vomiting Ooh. all over the plane. See, that would make me vomit. When I see someone yeah. vomit, I get I get little, uh, little uh, nauseous. Right. And you got to figure the smell in the plane, uh, you know, okay. and I'm getting sorry. Nauseous. OK, <laughs> we'll, we'll go ahead and move on. Uh, but he just said it was just it was almost a constant like 
50 feet up, 50 feet down, mm. dropping. And, oh, and he said, awful. like, you know, like, it's like he saw, like, the, the drink cart, like, jumped off the ground a couple of times. And I'm like, you see that, it gets a little scary. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know that turbulence has only caused, like, one or two plane crashes in history. But, you know, because, I mean, it's just, it's just rough air. It just yeah. means that it's, you know, and that's, like, you know, people don't, I don't know if everybody knows, but, like, they used to fly at, like, 20,000 feet or 17,000 feet and had ter- terrible turbulence. Then they made better jets, and they were able to go above uh, the stream, and they got up to 35,000 right. feet, and then that cut turbulence way down. So, um, but, you know, for somebody who doesn't like flying, having to fly twice over four hours both ways and turbulence on both of them, and, of course, coming into Denver, you know, there's the just the microburst all over the place. And uh, But then I had to come home get all the lists ready for the Q1 or Q3 sales, you know, season that starts on Monday. And I probably got to work really late on Monday at, you know, Monday evening. And uh, so I, and I think I slept for 11 hours the day that I got home, basically got home, was sitting in the chair where you're at right now. And I just sat down and I went and got myself a Philly cheesesteak from uh, Southside Philly. Yeah, right. uh, and I, I grabbed one of those when I got home because I was like, it was just on my mind for some reason when we were flying. So I grabbed that, came home, sat in my chair, didn't turn on the TV, didn't turn on my computer, didn't look at my phone, just sat there in silence. It finally, you know, not with like 50,000 people like I had been all, all week and just sat there in silence and ate the sandwich. And I was like, I, was, I should do this, this, this or this. And I just started falling asleep in that chair. And it was like seven o'clock. And so I was like, well, maybe I should go lay down for a little bit. Went to my bed, laid down, woke up when my alarm went off at 6 a.m. the next morning. So I was like, oh, Lord. So kind of lost my whole evening. So, (laughs) but you know what? It's, I'm finally done with all my traveling for work, hopefully for a good month or two. So thankful for that because, man, I just, I hate traveling. (laughs) I hate sales meetings. And also when you get back after going, after leave, for work for like two or three days, you just come home to a mountain to a of work. A ton of work. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, you try and do your emails, but now we, we just got bought out by a company. So we're switching our email addresses. So our emails are all funky. And oh, so geez. sometimes you get your emails, sometimes you don't get them. And then like, you know, you're like, where, where, where is this person? Not, you know, why aren't you getting back to me about this issue? And then you find out that they just never got the email because it didn't go out or it didn't get delivered. And you're uh, just like, oh, you know, so. The funky Cole Medina. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I did love that song, though. Um, so anyway, been a long week. So uh, let's get into the Women's World Cup. Uh, couldn't be more proud. Uh, we Going back to the semifinals, one victory away from defending the title. Woohoo! So, you know, I mean, how many, how many, I, mean, I know we won the last one. Have we won two in a row? Uh, two or, and or three. So it might be even three. Be fourth one in a row. I mean, they've have they 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 are on a ten straight match winning streak right now. I know that, and that's it's tied for the most all time. I'm not sure they didn't say who it was the most all time, and I didn't bother to look it up. But um, you know, they're playing out there. It is in France. We didn't realize that two weeks ago. I but, know my uh, homeland. Yeah, it is in France. Um, they were playing in front of a. They played France in front of the French crowd, and um, it was very humid and very hot, and that's what they were talking about. The game game did, did go off the local at 9 p.m. French time, and uh, you know Rampino scored in the first minute, as Julie Foundy said this morning, took the air out of the crowd last night, and uh, you know um, Rampino did score the second one, and um, France the Fran- French came back and did score a goal, made a little bit of a game late in the game at the about the 80, I think the 80th minute. And there was a, a controversial call at the 85th minute where a ball hit a woman's, uh, one of the U.S. players' arms and it wasn't called. Um, and the French were a little upset about that. Oh, but you know what? No handball, huh? Yeah, so Tuesday we're moving on to play England. The, the, you know, the old English uh, tea and scrumpet saved the queen. But, uh, you know, 
I swear, is there somewhere I can go to watch the game? I mean, well, like, I mean on replay? There's on replay. Yeah, you know what? Um, I think NBC Sports is is running them on replay most of the nights. Okay. Uh, all right. I just I, I I've, just I've seen it. I, yeah, I've seen it when I've I've scrolled because you know me, I'm a night hound. I I scroll through at night and all of a sudden I'll I'll see you know Women's World Cup you know, across the board at, you know, like one in the morning or something. Okay. Cause I haven't gotten to watch a single match since well, the very first uh, round Robin. Game. They're on at noon our time. So, I mean, how many people can have sit around at noon on a Friday and watch a women's world cup game? <laughs> yeah. And I gotta say, you know, it's a little, it's a little, um, insulting to France not to think of us first when it comes to the time they play the games. I mean, come on. I mean, it was three o'clock East coast. It was one o'clock our time when the game actually started. It was uh, noon our time when the coverage came on yesterday is what yeah. it was. So yeah, just, it's just, a, it's just a disappointment. Well, know, they were like, thinking of the East coasters, the East coasters at three sure. considered the bar at happy hour and they screw the rest that's, of the country. That's why I got to see that one game when I was out uh, <laughs> yeah. in New Jersey because, uh, because I was out there. So screw the rest of us those guys get to watch yeah i mean hey that's that's how the east coast treats us uh in all of our national sports so exactly. might as well do it internationally as well <laughs> you know i mean the mountain time zone and the pacific time zone are considered uh you know leprosy and uh well, pacific especially i don't mind our some of our start times here you know with the six thirty start time for monday night football or sunday night football but you know out there i mean a five thirty start time to watch something it's like dude you're stuck in la in traffic like what are you gonna do well, who can go straight home from work? Exactly. You know? I mean, we it's probably, California. So. We probably need to call the ambulance. I'm pretty worried about you guys. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. We're just defending our, 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 our Mountain West Conference area here. You know? Exactly. And the West Coast is the best coast, you know. So. East Coast is the least coast. <laughs> just because you come from up in Canada doesn't mean you should be pulling right. on us. So um, are, have you watched any of the games? No. No, I I mean I've well I shouldn't say that I've watched some of the replays on the when I've been on the treadmill or something but yeah I'm not I'm not one to sit down and watch a a soccer match yeah not gonna I, lie. I used to never watch soccer at all until I played the video game and then once I understood like what was going on all of a sudden I loved I loved watching soccer I loved watching soccer because I actually knew what they were doing yeah and it was like it's the same reason like I, I've told you many times like I can't really watch hockey on on yeah. TV because I just can't follow what's going on. Yeah. Now, at a live Avs game, no problem. I can sit there and I can see everything on the ice. But on TV, I just don't, can't see it. But I think it's a growing up thing because you know you love that. J-Ho loves it. Mikey loves it. I mean, I, I grew up watching hockey, so it's like when they put that little blue dot on the puck, I wanted to shoot somebody. I that think. was terrible. That didn't help at all. No. It's like, it's dude, just, you, gotta, you just got to know the flow of the game and how it goes. And, you know, all of a sudden, if, if there's a scrum in front of the goaltender, you know, I'm looking behind to see if the, if the puck's gone over the blue line. <laughs> so it's just it's just knowing the game. Right, and all the rules. Like, I yeah. only know some of the rules in hockey, you know. They got rid of – now, did they get rid of icing, or they just got rid of the two-line pass? Two-line pass. Uh, that, they're that, still they ice. That. They have automatic icing now. Like, before, there was a race to the puck. Now, if it's – It was if, what? It before? used to be a race to the puck. Now, if it's more like college where if, if the, you know, the other team is there and, and considered there, they'll blow it dead because they were having injuries with people slamming into the boards, racing to that puck. Really? Yeah, it was a free-for-all. And now they just they cut so back if on the that. if the team whose side it was ended up getting to the puck first and they didn't blow the whistle because it wasn't dicing anymore, it was only if it had gotten picked up by by the attacking team. Uh, if they got picked up by the um, attacking DX. Okay, interesting. So, yeah, it used to be a race to the race to the corner, basically. Okay. So 
Okay. I just, because I remember that, that you used to always call that rule and then people would get, you know, ticked off. And then it's also weird, like, um, I guess it's, I mean, maybe it's the same. Like, offsides doesn't seem like it's the same penalty in soccer as it is in. in so I don't understand. I honestly don't even understand the offsides in soccer. I've so tried offsides to... in soccer is if you kick the ball forward and a player is past all of the defenders except for the goalie. Okay. It's, it's offside. Okay. That's what I thought. I didn't know if there was had to do something with that box or. No, it's just basically you take the guy that's got the ball, or I'm sorry, the last defender right. on the on the team, and then if you drew a horizontal line to the right. to the borders of the field or the pitch, then anyone who was beyond that on the attacking team would be considered offside. Okay, okay, so that makes that makes sense. What makes for a great pass, of course, is they call it a through ball, is where you throw a kick a ball that goes over or past or or in, a, in between players and ends up out front, right. and your and players you are faster the than theirs, and they can take off as soon as you kick it, and then right, then you know, right. I mean, so. Anyway, um, I, I also did uh, I did have a trivia question, so I'll repeat it. I read I read it to the audience uh, before you guys showed up, but the question is which World Cup team, and this is in the men's World Cup, has been in the most tournaments without winning a championship. So which country has appeared in the most World Cups without taking home the title? Right. So, right. Um, and it was really interesting yesterday as I was looking at how many teams uh, have won a championship when the game is held in their uh, in their country. And it's yeah. really staggering how often it has happened. Like, there's a good, like, seven times or six times that people have won the title when it's in, being played in their country. Well, you know, think about, um, think, think about in just uh, the history of soccer, a lot of the times the World Cup were probably played in the powerhouse cities, too, though, is the, is the one thing. Because I know where you're going with that statement with a lot of the teams. And they hosted a lot of World Cups, too. Yeah, definitely. Italy, France, yeah. Brazil, um, Germany. I think those are all the ones that had like two or three World Cups. And it's it's like rugby where, you know, it's France, England, um, Australia, New Zealand. They host those World Cups where, you know, they get in those countries with the powerhouses. Like when, when the World Cup was in when the, New Zealand, you knew the All Blacks were winning. I mean, right, come all the on. time. Yeah, <laughs> but that was like the Yankees, you know, it's yeah. not really fair. Spankies. <laughs> and so I have a question for you because you weren't here last week, and we we covered a topic that uh, was really interesting. And we had I had a lot of feedback because uh, I don't want me to interrupt you real quick. But sure. I had a, I've talked about because uh, I have a lot of people when I'm out and about uh, down at the tech center. They ask me, "What did you guys talk about today? What can I listen to, or what can I get the replay?" I was like, "We had an hour on transgender athletes. The first full hour was basically transgender athletes." And they're like, "Wow!" And like, we're like, dude, how do I get the how do I get the replay again? Make sure I can listen to it." Nice. So it, you know, it really it's sparking a debate around a lot of different places and i know i posted a couple things on facebook and i had a lot of response from a lot of my east coast friends um just uh you know just on this and that and the other thing but go ahead and and yeah, please because this, well, this is a really interesting topic i know you work with a lot of kids that were in high school or in younger ages and what was basically the the whole thing was a, a lawsuit that's being brought up about um basically whether or not it should be allowed for a trans uh, you know boy or girl to compete in the sports at that school. And what we had a long discussion about was it's, it's really kind of tricky because I'm not sure if it's fair because you say, well, if it's a boy who, or it's a boy transitioning to a girl, then you're saying, well, that's not really fair because you're still going to have the musculature and the skeletal makeup of a, of a, of a male gender, at least, you know, you may be taking drugs and or other therapies, but it's not going to happen right away. And then the same thing going backwards the other direction is where a trans girl would not have those kind of, or a trans boy would not have those kind of advantages um, playing in male sports. We wondered if it's too difficult for male athletes 
to compete against a trans male worried that they're going to get ridiculed for, let's say it's wrestling and saying, well, I'm not going to wrestle a girl. And you're like, well, they identify as a boy. But then that kid could say, yeah, but I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to be seen as just an absolute joke of a person for fighting a girl. And we know how, we know how teens are, you know, that teens aren't going to be necessarily as, um, I don't want to say politically correct, but um, maybe not, maybe not as accepting. Mm -hmm. So what's kind of your take on that issue? Hmm. Well, is this the, the lawsuit you're talking about at what level of sports is that? It's high school. That's a high school. Yeah. Okay. So basically, there was there was three major concerns. Mm-hmm. One was that uh, they feared that it was going to be unfair for women who were trying to get scholarships if a um, if a trans girl was too good at you know too over competitive because they had um, male gender like strength and musculature. The second part was the a fear which I considered unfounded, but. They said, how many boys who aren't good enough to get a scholarship to a school might say, I'm going to go ahead and be trans to oh, try and get a scholarship. On. That's absolute nonsense. Which is why that's Who's what I said. Who's going to put themselves through Well, it was a, it was a conservative it, radio station, yeah, so well, you know how there's was. always going yeah. to be the, the little freak out thing. Uh, but, but, based it, on nonsense, but I thought the yes. first question is a really good one because I would – if I was the child – if I had a female child and she was – very good at a certain sport and it was a physical sport and ended up having to go up against a trans girl. I wouldn't think it was a fair fight. What would you think? Um, I mean, life isn't fair, I guess what, you know, what that other student would has, has been through in life is not fair and not easy either. I don't know. I guess that's, and, and hence that why we talked about it for yeah, an hour. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting debate. I I have definitely seen, you know, the stories online. There was the um, the male wrestler who forfeited, and that was just when I mean that was just a co-ed wrestling match. You know, he wasn't going to wrestle a female. Um, oh, you mean she, she wasn't a trans male? She was correct. just it was just right. a, and that happened. Just a that happened here in Colorado. Was it here in Colorado? I, I, pre- I believe yeah. it was. Yeah. So I mean, I yeah, it's definitely a, a kind of a tricky debate, isn't it? <laughs> I can see why you spent an hour on it. Yeah, right, we, we, we weren't were, planning on spending an hour. It no. just happened we had well, spent right. a full hour on it. And you know, I, I'm <laughs> a thousand percent beside, behind anyone doing whatever they feel they should do to be happy in life. You know, it's like if this is what you want, then more power to you. But if you are at a a definite physical advantage that you wouldn't have had otherwise, it like like sprinting, you know, you could say, you know, it's it's it. I don't think you're ever going to see the female record for speed on a, a hundred meter dash supersede or be faster than the male one because there's just not as much, as, as much musculature mm-hmm. and generally not as long of legs. So it's just a physical characteristic thing. It has nothing to do with them being better people. It just has to do with the them having physically different gifts. And so would it be fair, let's say Usain Bolt decided to become trans and went female. Well, be careful with that. That no one decides to be trans. But <clears throat> well, okay. They they <laughs> but you do decide to go through with it. I mean, you're, well, you're not going to tell me that people don't spend their whole lives 
trying to pretend that they're not what they are. No, I'm saying like so, somebody is trans. That's kind of like you know, it's not like someone decides to be gay. It's just okay, whether they come out about it. That's my point. Mm-hmm. So you could be trans, but but so still remain out, a male. If they come out trans. If they okay. come out trans. Now they're identifying as female, and they enter the Olympics in the hundred meter dash, and the women who are the best in the world cannot possibly have as much speed, and therefore, is it fair? For that trans woman to now be winning the competition, wouldn't that bother you if you were a female who had had trained your entire life to be but dominant? I mean, so somebody else could be better than me too. You know, there's always going to be somebody who's better than better than you. Right, but everything else equal. If you're going up against a man, you're never going but to have the musculature. Things aren't equal. Like it's just everybody is so different. I just I. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't. So you would be okay with it? I can't get sucked into that argument. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, would it, it would it bother you? No, I don't think it would. Okay. So because, fair enough. I mean, it's just it's that's competition, right? There's always somebody who's gonna be, you know, have better genetics, uh, been doing it longer, been working it harder. I guess, but you don't you don't think that there's a a severe difference between male and female anatomy? No, I'm not saying that, but I think that at, at that level of competition, yeah, I, I don't know. I it, it just it that's I mean, competition. And I mean, I somebody, guess somebody somebody having an upper hand, somebody being, and you can't say all things equal in in that. I don't think. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I I would see it differently but, for different sports, of course. Tennis, I would say, well, you know, there there really isn't a reason you couldn't compete in tennis in in co-ed or 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 mm-hmm. trans against uh, a genetic or what, what, what I don't know how you would say it birth birth female versus trans female or whatever, but I don't know. I guess things like running or uh, pole vaulting or high jumping or things like that. I just you know, you got a guy who's six foot five or six foot seven and has incredible dexterity like a Kevin Durant, you get the best of the best of the best of the WNBA. I mean, astoundingly good female basketball players. And, but they can't, but very few of them can dunk. I mean, what is it? 1% of them can dunk. Well, there's not many out there. I mean, the one, uh, Candace, uh, that came out of, uh, Texas, uh, or on a Baylor. Oh, is that a Baylor? Yeah. Uh, uh that, Candace she, for, she was amazing. Uh, um, Bernie or not Bernie, uh, she went back to back national yeah. titles and won the player of the year and everything. Yeah. She, and she was one of the few that could dunk. And it was a big deal that she oh, dunked in games. We've got the girl in Colorado that has now dunked in a game and has done an alley oop in a game and has won the high school dunk competition from Regis Jesuit. No shit. Oh yeah. That's awesome. So, you know, you see like you see how it's it's not oh, I, I, it's not I, it's not a it's not a level playing field, I guess is what is not and, and, and being so liberal that I am is that I just feel like everyone should have the equal opportunity. And to me, that you're starting out with an unfair advantage. That's that, that's why I, I I would not be okay with it, just personally. Well, and there was there was lawsuits in Colorado. There's also lawsuits out in Connecticut in college with a, a Connecticut college athlete that won a uh, a race in that class by a long shot over the females that were running in it. Now, what was the article that you posted on Facebook? Because that was a really interesting one. I can't remember exactly what the lawsuit was. Was it? Did she say she was suing because she was? Afraid of losing the scholar. I, I can't remember what it was. You know, was, I, I, have to, I, I have to go reread it because I posted it so long ago, and it's been reposted so many times, and I've just been reading the comments people post. Yeah. I'd have to go back and reread it again, actually. Okay. 
um, just because I post I posted that one actually last week after, right right after we did the show that one came up and I posted it just to see what response I'd get and I honestly I can't remember what the article is about because <laughs> I've been reading everyone else's responses to it right and I, I do know the one I, I know um one of my 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 good friends um uh, their daughter was a cheerleader and she was a pole vaulter um, and I know she did write a response about you know that that it was a it would be an unfair advantage if you know she went up against you know a male that was transgender and so on and so forth so you know I I do know that she posted that but like I said I've just been looking at the responses of people and mm-hmm. just kind of seeing what people have said that's why I forget exactly what the article is about right I mean it's just, it's just always interesting to see kind of how people yeah and that's that's I saw and I'm like well this is perfect after what we just talked about to throw <laughs> out there just to see what people would say right right and. Uh, Anyway, it was just, you know, if you guys, you know, if you want to go back and listen to that discussion, uh, that's on our last week's episode, the 622 episode. And, uh, yeah, it was a really awesome discussion. It was. We just went on forever about all the different uh, uh, possibilities. And then, of course, the the one issue that I was telling you about, the one where they were saying, well, a guy is just going to say he's trans to do this. Then I was just like, well, that's just as silly as the one saying, oh, so now this person can go in and use a women's bathroom just by saying they're trans. It's like, you don't think that it would be a little odd if you weren't trans to identify that way and just suddenly do that, it's like, you think you would be able to live that down? If I mean, how many guys have I ever, how many guys do you know? Like, even if you're completely accepting of homosexuality, right? But if someone accused you of being gay, you're like, hey, no, no, I am not. That's a, that's a disgusting thought. Even if you're accepting, right? It's still like, well, it's, I, I can't, I figure out why anybody would want to do that. But then I also don't understand why women like guys. It's like, what the hell do you see in men? I mean, they're just <laughs> gross. You know, we're just disgusting. I mean, there's nothing about us that's even slightly attractive. Hey, speak to yourself. I'm a Greek Zonis <laughs> over here. <laughs> well, I'm always, I always exclude you from those descriptions. I, no, I mean, crossing, no crossing swords. <laughs> Don't cross the streams. You know what was it? There was somebody at my work. What I can't remember who she. I can't remember which which uh, woman it was, but she actually said she thought that guys in locker rooms did sword fighting. Oh my god! And I was like, what? And she was like, don't you guys like smash your your wieners against each other? And I was like, really? Is that? I was like, I don't think we even did that uh, when we were kids. No. <laughs> you know? I mean, now you know, the occasional golden shower. I mean, you can uh, see in the lot. That happens in the locker rooms. No, we did. We used to do lightsaber fights oh, with the streams. Goodness. You know <laughs> that that I remember. And then, you know that mom get all pissed off because the pee was everywhere. Uh. All over the... <laughs> now, you know, don't forget we're talking about you know, five, six years old here. You know, but I, I'm just your poor mom. <laughs> You she wanna, deserves to have a cleaning lady. She did deserve to have a cleaning lady. My mom's an amazing person, and she she did deserve it. And uh, what's even worse is we had carpet in our bathroom. Oh, oh God. I don't understand that. When I moved, I've never seen that in PA. When I moved to Colorado, the landlord wanted me to charge me for the carpet. I'm like, dude, who puts carpet in a bathroom? Why? Why would you? Well, you know there's going to be water. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's like it's like what what might have been growing underneath that by the time we moved oh. out, you know? Who you shouldn't even knows? put one of those little rugs around the toilet. That's no, pretty that's, disgusting. That that is. Well, yeah, but I, that's I, a good for catching some splash. Oh, you know? okay. It's good for <laughs> keeping your feet warm in the winter time. Deteriorating a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, believe it or not, even if your aim is 100% perfect, there is a there is a big puddle there on the bottom so you know or not puddle i'm sorry the the water in the toilet right it's going to bounce back you know what's even crazier is we had a, a gal that worked with us and she's she's no longer there but she was so um i guess afraid of germs or whatnot that she refused to sit on the toilet so she would squat and oh, yeah. use the bars That's- but she sprayed 
oh, everywhere. Sick. And like it got to a point where there were like complaints and like letters coming out from like the, the landlords of the tenant associate or for the for the buildings saying, um, you know, talking about like we've had a lot of complaints of women who have sat down in urine and please make sure that you've cleaned your seat. You know, and so I just thought, how in the world as a woman do you get it all over the seat? But then my boss was kind of describing some things to me, and I was like, oh, you know, I mean, I guess I never really I, thought that that how that happens. So I have a friend who uh, lives and works in China, and she was teaching at a school there, so for Chinese students. Like and doing like ESL or something? No, she taught fashion. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, yeah. And so um, she said she would go into a ladies bathroom at the university and there would be like footprints on the toilet seats because that's how Chinese women would approach the Western style toilets because a lot of the toilets in China are like, it's like a hole in the ground. I mean, it's, or a trough. Oh, so they used to just squatting. Yeah. I've been, and I've had to maneuver that before. I just about fell into China. Mm-hmm. What part of China did yeah. you go to? Uh, most just around Beijing. So does China? I mean, so what, well, how long ago was that? That was in 2006. Okay, so not a super long time ago. Right. So they've been, they've, they've kind of embraced market reforms at that time. Uh, did you notice it? Did you notice major differences in being in a non-free country? Like, was um, it visible from the outside? No, not really. Now, were you able to? I was 2006. Did we have cell phones in 2006? Yeah, yeah. but not. I had a, I had a, did we have I, smartphones though? No, no I, smartphone. I had a cell phone in 1993. Man, I had my old Fujitsu flip phone. Oh, now you're oh, just you, showing off. I oh, am. Yeah. You had the. Uh, <laughs> did you have, you have the Mulder and Scully version uh, brick brick phone? Something. Man. I, I was the only one that had it, and the worst part was, is no one else had it, so you you couldn't call anybody. Totally boring. I remember when uh, I went into Burger King, uh, and this was when I was a sophomore, I think, and the, this girl was so proud of her car phone, right? And it was one of those huge, like, you know, bricks, br- you know, briefcase, suitcase mm-hmm. things, and then the phone was on the top that you pulled off and talked to. Yeah. And she was standing in line to order at Burger <laughs> King and just gabbing away and just having the just a, just a grand old time. And I just thought, how sad was that? But then I think, well, you know, 20 years later, everybody's got a Here cell phone, and, you know, yep. no one even looks at anybody. People anymore, are on the so. treadmill with their damn cell phones having conversations. Drives me crazy. Talking to people? Mm-hmm. like having. And there a- is a sign up at the gym, and I'm always tempted to be the, you know, 40-year-old lady who goes up and is like, are you going to please enforce this rule? <laughs> Haven't done it yet. I just—it's also like when you're Soon. on a when you're on a subway or a train or a bus, yeah. and somebody's just like talking at full volume. It's like now if you're talking quietly, I don't mind. But yeah, talking at full volume, or what's even worse, there are some guys who come into the restroom on the Bluetooth and are at the urinal peeing, and they're talking on the phone. And I'm kind of like, you can't just say, "Hey, I'm going to put you on mute for a minute," or "I'm going to pa- pause for a, a, fo- or a few yeah. seconds." No, people you know? have no common sense or manners anymore well and just the stuff that, <laughs> the stuff that they're willing to talk about you're like are you sure you want to be broadcasting that to everybody around you yeah you know? that's the so, new normal for sure yeah oh, no so. no no it goes through a you know at the at the, at the event and event center at spice uh we had a speaker walk into the bathroom with his lav mic on <laughs> and he didn't turn it off and we heard everything that happened that's in awful. the bathroom before he had to speak in front of 200 people that's awesome there's that scene from naked gun where he does that you know and he's sitting there he's peeing and farting and all that kind of stuff and you know talking talking trash you know so it's also why do some people when they're talking 
like on I don't know if they're, I mean they're doing like speakerphone talking, but they hold the phone out horizontal in front of yeah. their mouth. Why do people do that? that I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm like, have you do you know what you look like? You look like well, I mean, you look mentally handicapped, honestly, is what you look like. I mean, you're just like, what are you doing? Why are you holding your phone like that? It's like, and especially because the speaker and the mouthpiece, like, why would you? I just, I just understand how some people are so clueless on how technology works, you know? It's and it's true. Like, Very true. Well, I think there are people who don't, who don't want to hold it up to their head because of the, the, um, the brain. Radiation or the whatever. Ra- exactly. Yeah. You know, I, um, I don't. I think that that's a reason. Uh, I don't know if you know uh, our friend Linda. I know like JP and Nate know her well from our softball days. Um, And she is absolutely convinced that the new 5G that we're going to get for cell phones is like deadly radiation. Like it's going to like cause massive problems in huge swaths of the population. And I've, I was like, I hadn't even heard anything about that. And so then I kind of read up on it, and it's like, I can't tell if the articles I'm reading are conspiratorial mm-hmm. or if they're fact-based. And some of them are done by doctors or whatever, or researchers. But again, I can tell you from a, a lifetime of working with doctors and lawyers, half of them are smart, half of them are not. <laughs> half of all attorneys I've talked to, you're like, how did you pass the bar? How could you possibly have passed that thing? And you just realize that they just sucked it all in, had a good memory, and puked it all out on the test, and then they, and that's why they're terrible lawyers making thirty-three thousand dollars a year. You know, it's like, like if you have a law degree and you're making less than a hundred thousand. What are you doing? You obviously <laughs> yeah. did so poorly. You know, or you know the law so your your knowledge of the law is so weak. You know, but then again, listen to politicians half well, the time, right? and you're like, you're like, you do know the Constitution, right? You have read it, right? You know, you, you're kind of stomping all over and pissing on like four amendments right there. But anyway, um, back to the sporting world, uh, Yankees and Red Sox over in London. I, I feel bad that we sent those two teams over to London, but, uh, uh well, it, it's the world draw of those two names is, is really what it is. Yeah, like, I know. Think about it, I just kind of feel, kind of feel weird sending over to London, like the two most famous cities in, in defeating them in the revolutionary war, you know, that, that's, that's true. <laughs> um, but, uh, but you know, Hey, the Yankees are a fantastic team right now. And well, Aaron judge was lineup. talking. He was, uh, he, he was, uh, he was talking, um, walking around, saw some Yankees hat, and he he went up and said hi to people. He had no people; they had no idea who he was. He was like, "Hi, I'm Aaron," and this and that. And they're like, "Oh," <laughs> so and, and like, it's still know who you are. Yeah, that stadium is interesting <laughs> because it's three thirty down the lines. It's four eighty five. I mean, three eighty five, the dead center, and the wall looks a little bit higher from what I saw. But it is in a soccer stadium where I think man. Man something, not Manchester United, but Man, Man City. Man City, yeah, I'm sorry. Man City plays. And um, there's tons of foul ground. Now, uh, in Oakland, the, the stat was like 40% of the foul ground, or there's 40% more. Whatever the percentage is, they're yep. up to 44% of wow. foul ground there. And, and like the, they were talking to one of the catchers, there is actually a roof over home plate. The roof extends over home plate because they had to put it so far back. He's like, you know, he's like, it's going to be interesting if a foul ball gets hit straight up uh, in the air. Well, you because you know, it's happened to like the Astrodome and the Metrodome. Oh yeah, yeah, yep, it definitely has happened. Up so, smacks it. Yeah. but yeah, we have the two, one of the two of the most iconic names in baseball going over to London um, to play a two-game set. 
And now this year, or this, this now it, we've, it's the first time in, we've played games, actual regular season games in Europe. And now we've played mm-hmm. on three different continents. We played over in Japan. We played down in Mexico. And now we're going to play in Europe. So, oh, you know, it's four continents. It's, I, that's what I said. I was like, well, we should. Or there, three we, foreign continents, I guess. Yeah, three foreign continents, but four total. But it, it was just like, you know, um, there's a lot. I, I saw a great segment. Um, uh, this morning uh, on Sports Center uh, about the uh, baseball culture, which a lot of a lot of girls are playing baseball in London right now, little league and stuff like that, where it's gaining a lot of popularity. I didn't even so, know baseball was popular over in London. Uh, it's starting to gain a lot of popularity right now, is what they were showing, and uh, a lot of the smaller kids are playing. Nice. So, you know, MLB's got to find some markets because they they do. Boy, a lot of markets are going all soccer, football, and uh, basketball now. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, gotta, they got to try some, the talent somewhere. They, yeah, they got to try to do – they got to branch out. Um, we're so traditional in baseball, and we, we, we all know that. And with the way the old-school baseball guys are and the way the game's played, um, that they, they need to start marketing – a marketing plan like the NBA has, like the NFL – you know, started to have with, you know, um, the World League, uh, with, you know, the teams over in Europe as a developmental franchises and stuff like that, where they need to get it out there a little bit more uh, with the way we do things. So, um, you know, good for baseball for trying something different. We know Mexico is going to be a hit. We know Japan's going to be a hit. So, you know, Europe is the the last unknown. And the World Baseball Classic is becoming more and more popular. It It happens every four years and trying, trying to get some better publicity. And, you know, you look at the NBA, Look at what they, look at what basketball's done in Europe. I mean, yes. it's, it's huge in Europe. Now. Well, look at a lot of the European players that come over here. They're they're quite frankly more skilled basketball players than than the players from here. Right, fundamentally. It's fundamentally, right? in the game and the passing and all the fundamentals of the game. Now they're not as great as some of the talent we we produce, sure. but the fundamentals. Like look what Dirk did for how many years he finally retired. You know, Dirk is a perfect Tony Parker. I mean, you just look at these guys that have come over and played fundamentally unbelievably all-star level basketball absolutely absolutely and you know i mean it's even going into china now right because yeah. you had um I, oh, gosh i'm gonna think of, the, think of the guy's name who he went over there to play like one season like because he was pissed off at the nba for not giving him like the contract he wanted yeah ended up meeting a, a a famous actress over there that he you know fell in love with and and now he doesn't ever want to leave yeah signed a long-term deal to finish his career out there in, over in china and he's loving it so mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and I can totally see that. Like, if my company had a position open up in Tokyo that I was qualified for, dude, I wouldn't even think twice. Well, like, we all know why that reason <laughs> is. I mean, come on now. You I love it. the same in Spain. You, you tell you, but you love the Asians. You love the Asian women there, Mark. Oh, it'd be wonderful. I'd do, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Uh, you know, obviously, you have to make a good enough money that you can, right. you know, live right. in, in Japan. But, uh, um, but I mean, I just think that'd be a blast to go anywhere, really, to to work overseas. Yeah, for no, a while. I would agree with you. I've had a lot of friends that I've met across the across the country in Canada and so on and so forth that have, you know, they were, you know, up in Canada working there from Australia. Then they, you know, found jobs in in Japan and so on and so forth. And they don't keep touch with them anymore because that's years and years ago. Right. But uh, you know, they found, you know, their 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 eventual spouses and got married. They're living happily, and you know, it, it, it's a different culture. I I, I have personally never been to Europe, and I'd love to go over there just to see this the uh, the old architecture and everything like that because we're so new in the united states if mm-hmm. you think about it and uh you know just to be able to see everything of how it was raised and this and that and so on and so forth it's i hope i really hope you can go because i mean I've, I've been very very lucky just i mean 
it wasn't really things that I did that got me over to Europe. It was my being in the right place at the right time. Right. And I've been, I've been able to go to Europe four times. And mm. absolutely, the architecture is amazing. You find out how much better food is yeah. that when it's prepared in the actual country it comes from. Like when you go to Italy and – I mean, my God, when you sit down to a dinner in Italy, first of all, you get five courses. Oh, yeah. They aren't in the order that you would expect. Like, you get your salad in the middle of your meal, and there's always the antipasto, and then there's a yep. pasta dish, and then there's the salad dish, and then there's or there's the meat dish, and then there's the salad dish, and then there's like a um, just kind of a like a random kind of thing, and then there's the whatever the palate cleansing dessert that they give mm-hmm. you. And, you know, meals are like a long affair there. You know? Oh, yeah. Or like in Spain, uh, it's crazy, because like if you go to the grocery store here, right, and you go and try and get some saffron, and it's going to cost you like, mm-hmm. what, like $20 for like these two sprigs, you know? Right. You over, over in, in Spain, where they grow it, you can get big like, you know, full size or full to the brim um, uh, spice jars, mm-hmm. and they cost just normal. Right, and you're yeah. just like, oh, my God, really? I can get it for this price? And so people, when I went there the last time to Spain, a whole bunch of the older people uh, or the, the adults, uh, and I didn't – because at the time I didn't realize w- what they were doing, but they were buying like five, six, seven jars of that and then shipping them home oh, yeah. because they're like, dude, this will last me for years and save me its absolute fortune. Yeah, it's like shipping blue jeans to the kids in Russia. Ooh, I should, try, I, should, I should try that. I can't get over how much blue jeans cost now, though. Oh, it's horrible. I just bought two pair a couple months ago. I, mean, I couldn't why, believe it. Why are jeans $80? Oh. Just, and those are the cheap ones. Right. Yeah. It's like the yeah. garbage level ones. Like And like Levi's, like Levi 501. You're like, shouldn't those be like 26 bucks a pop? Yeah. You know? And no, no, $60, $70 if you get them on sale, yeah. you know? <sighs> Just life's just getting expensive. <laughs> it really is. So we are about at the halfway point. So let's go ahead and reread the uh, sports question. You want to go ahead and do that, Joanna? Uh, yes, I do. It is which World Cup team, the men's, has been in the most tournaments without winning the championships? So we're looking for the country, number of times they've been in it, and then I've got the years if anybody's interested. Now. It's funny because I remember when we had the Men's World Cup happening, what was that, last year? We uh, yeah. we actually talked about this, and I'm trying to think of the answer. And I think it was a pretty obvious answer, and we couldn't believe it, that it was that many times. I'm just trying to think of who that was, so though. Throw a country out there. Um, Italy. It is not Italy. That's a great guess, though. They've actually won three times, I think. Well, the the country I'm going to say I, I think's won a couple times, but I wouldn't just say France. France has won two or three times. I was going to say, yeah, it's, it wasn't that. It was one of those, those – it's almost like a Portugal or something. That So I'm going to give you a hint. Okay. It is not a European country. Oh, it was Mexico or Brazil. That's it. Yeah. Mexico. That's right. All right. I told many, you I remember wow. something. How, how many times do you think it was? That's really surprising. Um, I have no concept. No, uh, Three times. Way more than that. Oh, I was okay. going to say it's more. It's 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 probably <laughs> no. upwards of twelve. It's more than that. Oh wow. Um, I'd almost all right. If you want to go more than that, because they've they've qualified for pr- practically every World Cup. Yeah, they qualified for qu- uh, majority of them. I so think. you're probably oh. in the, the upper twenties then. No, there's not been that many. Oh, that's right. It's every four years. Um, uh, I'd go with nine, eighteen. You're close. Seventeen. Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. 
16 times that Mexico has made the World Cup and has never walked home with a title. Yeah, they're kind of the chokers of the World Cup. How many teams (laughs) go to the World Cup? Uh, there are four groups of four teams, right? Yeah, right so now, 16. they wanted they wanted okay. to expand that, and I don't believe that they got approval to expand it yet. I don't so, think they should expand it. That's no, I I think that's plenty actually for the way they they have to host it. And I mean, look what you know besides the Olympics, what the World Cup did to Brazil with these different stadiums. Their stadiums they held had World Cup games in are now parking lots for buses and stuff. Right. They're not they're not taking care of them. They're not being used for anything. Same issue with the Olympics. Yeah. Almost just, all of the events, almost all the venues built for the Olympics in most countries go to waste, go to waste. after the events are over. Yeah. In the U.S., it doesn't tend to be that way because we have so many sporting activities. Right. And we, so, we love sports so much. Oh, and there's a huge committee in Denver that do not want the Olympics ever to be here. No, I mean, it just destroys everything. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It's, it's, it's like every time it gets mentioned, uh-huh. there's, there's a committee that shoots it down right away. Can you imagine the traffic on I-70 oh, if it was at Dale? It's already terrible. <laughs> oh. Now, I mean, the Winter Olympics, though, could be awesome because you could say we're going to hold these events in in Gunnison, we're going to hold right. these events in Aspen, we're going to hold these events in Vail, these events in Arapahoe Basin, I mean, these events in really, Steamboat Springs, and you know, spread you can, it out. Yeah, but then the Olympics would hate that. Yeah, because they don't. They want things to be all kind of centralized, right. and it's supposed to be a. I mean, the Olympics used to be a huge money maker. You know, right now they bring so many people. A money pit. Oh my God! I mean, think about building five major sports complexes. Right. I mean. Building one for a sports franchise now can be upwards for of a billion yeah, dollars. For a three-week event or whatever it is. Yeah, right. I don't even know if it's, I think it's just two weeks. <laughs> be mad. So it's like, yeah, what could you have spent those $7 billion on? Probably a lot of educational work, you know, right. so. Um, but then like they talk about, like, the, the, when the marijuana tax passed, a, was it was a billion dollars, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, where's that money? And it's like, well, first of all, it hasn't been one year. It's been, like, how long has pot been legal here? I mean, especially medicinally, like, Ooh. 10 years almost? been a while so it's like that's you know it's not like we're getting a billion dollars a day it's like it's spread out over the entire state over this entire time period to hit a billion dollars but then what people didn't realize i guess is that every county gets to decide what happens with the tax revenue from the dispensaries in their county right and so it makes broomfield look stupid for not allowing uh dispensaries in broomfield county well and and uh Arapo county doesn't allow them either just these, I like, have friends that come people? up the up to my way uh, to get to go to the you know the ones right down the street from me because I have like at least three of them down the street. Yeah, I mean there's <laughs> there's a there's quite a few in this area once you get outside of Broomfield County, which is not that big, but it's amazing how expensive they are. Like yeah. that Ajoya that's up in Louisville is a very nice place, but it's just ridiculous. I mean they want. I, last time I was there, that was like I want to say it was. Seventy dollars for an eighth or something like oh, that. Good you're Lord. like, you're like, why would anybody go here? It's like I just turned around, like, oh, forget this. I know people I, who've got it. I for mean, half that price. Green man, Green man, a couple blocks from me is twenty dollars for an eighth. Yeah, I mean, there's, just, there's <laughs> places that will sell the shake from, from oh yeah, dispensaries like for like fifty bucks for for a quarter or for an ounce. You know, oh yeah, like, Green man does that if you if they are first in the morning when they open, they'll sell their shake off. So. I uh, just got a text from one of our listeners. Who guessed the number sixteen? And it was not Nate Dog. Was My cousin dad? John oh. down in oh, Texas. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. He's Congratulations. All right, John. Congratulations, would, John. Yeah, John, you need to call in. Did he guess the right number and the right, the right number? You know, he just sent me a text that said sixteen. I was like, ah. what? And then I realized <laughs> there's a little delay, I think, in me getting the text. Sixteen? What? Oh, got it. John's listening. Are you still eating? I'm impressed. Yeah. How do I'm you do that? Nibbling. How do you? How do you do that? I'm just. I don't know. 
I keep moving my mouthpiece away so that the burrito doesn't, you know, there's no <laughs> No, I'm just noises. how you don't inhale it. I'm just, I'm know. so bad at, you know, well, I just, I've got I got a coffee. Oh, you saw me over here. I was like, <laughs> oh, dude, I just can't not inhale food. I, that's my biggest problem is it's just, you know, if it's good, it's like, how fast can you eat it? You know, yeah. it's like, I can't even savor it. It's just, I feel like I'm a dog at that point, you know, it's just like oh, yeah. gulping down, you know, like, you know, those dogs that just swallow the gibble hole and you're like, you're not even chewing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I do know those dogs. Yeah. <laughs> know them well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feed them every day. Yeah. So where is Skeezy? I don't know. I got a text from him um, that he, yeah, he had a late night. Well, I yeah, he always has late yeah. yeah, so I don't know. And I know he has like a 7 a.m. tea time tomorrow, so he might be eating uh, so his he... princess sleep. <laughs> Does he work today? Uh, yeah, he'll work at 2. Yep. Oh, he works at 2. Yep. Oh, yeah. I, I, no, I'm getting pretty used to the fact that he, 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 he's not going to get up on Saturday mornings. And I, yeah. I, I don't blame him. I, get, I know how that goes. Well, yeah, we, we all know the restaurant business and, when, and right. how late the you older get off. And well, get. It's, it's one thing if you work early mornings, you know, so it's like I'm always up early. So it's not a big deal to get up early. But if you're working late yeah. and then trying to get up early, it's even like, like, I mean, I was up until midnight last night. But again, I always am up early, so it's like my body's used to, yep. you know, the fuck. I think I've, I think I've worked at either six a.m. or seven a.m. for twelve years now. Oh, I love it. I yeah. hate mornings. I hate them. I hate them to death. <laughs> but there is nothing more wonderful than walking out of work at three o'clock, and the roads are empty, and the tracks are empty, and the trails are empty, and the stores are empty. The roads and, ain't empty down yeah. in the tech center at three o'clock. Oh, You're not? lucky, no. Oh man, up That's here. That's when rush hour starts. I can drive to the grocery store, to the to the to the dry cleaners, to the laundromat, to uh to the trailheads, to where almost anywhere, and I don't have to stop. Oof. Well, you know? I, I I also okay. live on one of the busiest east to west roads of Hamden, and you know, in a Texan. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could never. I remember they were talking at one point about moving our business down to the Denver Tech Center because it was like much more affordable uh, workspace and office space. And I was like, well, then the rays better be real big because I'm not driving. Oh, and come with a helicopter or something. Exactly. <laughs> sitting in that traffic. Oh, God. And I, my air conditioner barely works. Right. So it's like, no, I am not driving <laughs> three hours on a snowy day to get to work. I'm just not going to do that. Well, I'll find it, another it, job. It's 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 so hard to get from even my house at rush hour on a, any day of the week from, from Hamden and I-25 to the Route 36 interchange takes an hour. I mean, straight up takes an hour. Oh, I remember we doing the show down at Veranda oh, on yeah. Sundays, and I would try and get home for football, and it became just futile. It was oh, just right. like, it's like, and I'm like, what the hell are you all, it's Sunday morning, aren't you all supposed to be at church pretending to be Christians and get off my road? <laughs> and they were, and they were all packed in there like sardines, and you're like, you're going, you're inching like this, and you're like, dude, are you kidding me? Well, that's the worst, because I pass it all the time. I mean, I get stuck in traffic, if there's an accident, I get, you know, there's, a, there's always a backup by mile high going back home when I do it, but... I always see the traffic jam from university all the way up the route, you know, this sixth interchange is always bumper to bumper. Every lane is packed and, and going five miles an hour. You know, you're the only person I've ever heard call it route six, but is it, is that what it is? Cause it does have that white, that white, um, it's design. Uh, they, they, it's Sixth Avenue that turns into Route that's Six. That's what I always hear. That's, Sixth yeah. Avenue. You hear that's Sixth Avenue, but okay. I call it Route Six because it's because Sixth Avenue that turns into Route Highway Six, basically. Six, yeah. Highway Six. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, we were having this discussion. And I never. I forgot to look this up. Maybe you guys know it off the top of your head. When we were driving in New Jersey, and I, I thought that the difference between a highway and a freeway was highways could have stop signs and traffic lights, 
and freeways don't. But I guess I'm not sure if that's uh, they were saying that that's not that's not true. That's not true. Okay. Now, now in Jersey, there's a ton of tollways. You you know the turnpike. Oh, is, I know. I took <laughs> I took 95. A turnpike is the turnpike, and uh, yeah, but no, no, no. I mean, the, the highway, freeway, it's the same thing. Really? Yeah. I mean, to to me, it's always been the same. Like the interstate system, that's obviously different. Right. Like, uh, well, see, I guess I thought the interstates were what freeways were, mm-hmm. and then that highways that's were the rest kind of them. Kind of synonymous. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I like I said, I, I never got around to looking it up. So yeah. Um, anyway, um, what in the world have we talked about? Um, let's see. Oh, I see you put the, the airfield game. Yeah, I watched the Dodgers oh, game dude. last night. I finally found out how to use my VPN so I could watch the Rockies on MLB TV because it really oh, okay. pisses me off that they always black out the Rockies. Well, games. yeah, they block them out. I hear people complain about that all over the place. And it's like, it's like, wait a minute, there are local stations that show Rockies games, but I don't get those stations because you have to have Comcast to get root and to get altitude, right, and I'm exactly. not going to pay. $90 a month so Comcast can rip me off with 800 channels that no one in the right mind would ever watch. Right. You know, so I like Sling TV because it was like, you know, I paid 25 bucks and I got what was like, I think 20 channels. And yeah. even those 20, I don't watch all those 20. I watched about 13 of those. And then I get my network channels, you know, from the sat or from a antenna. Yeah. And that's all you need. But it's really frustrating that they don't put Denver sports on the network channels anymore. Yeah, they don't. They don't, and that's so. that's just the way that's just the way it goes around anywhere. Because I mean, you know, the the the, the Phillies and the Fly, they're all on Comcast. You know, yeah. the Comcast channel. Can't stand Xfinity. So. Um, but anyway, uh, it was a crazy game because it was errors in that one inning where Ryu gave up seven, seven runs or whatever. Seven it was. runs. He gave up seven. And then, uh, well, I mean, and then, and then and then Joe Kelly came in, and Joe Kelly did what Joe Kelly's done all year, which is oh, be yeah. the worst reliever in baseball for the Dodgers. Um, that guy, I mean, it, maybe he just threw too many innings with Boston because he was great last year. Yeah. That's why they signed him to that big deal. But, man, what a complete chode. That guy is horrible. And I think, I, I wonder if he's hurt. And he just, he, and he, he won't say it. He, he very well could be. But, I mean, that guy just gets lit up like a Christmas tree. He does. He and does. it's just ridiculous. But, I mean, the Dodgers had to have made five errors in that inning. Like, three in a row over at second base area where they did the shift. Right. And it was, like, it was just like, how does the ball keep jumping up off their mitts? Oh, it, you know, I, just, I just kept watching the replays, and I'm like, huh? I'm like, how do you not get your Major League Baseball player? Made you think that it was like the, <laughs> the, the, the 1919 Black Sox, you know? And it's like, are you making errors on well, purpose for the gam- for the for the mob or what? The one I like the most is the the the, uh, the over the the, pit, the pitch that went over the catcher's head, bounces off the backstop into his hand, and he throws the guy that out. That was awesome. Catcher. That was great. Russell I'd Martin like, made a great like, play. This is like Little League <laughs> Baseball stuff here. <laughs> well, you know, the Rockies are one of the very few places that have brick behind the home they, plate. They do. They do. Like Wrigley yep. Field. Yep. And that and I think that's. Why? I because think it that is. happened. It ricochets so hard. It, it, it did ricochet really hard. Yeah. And uh, you know, we had talked about that girl who got hit in the yeah. face with that ball earlier. So I like nine teams now have announced they're going to put up yes, extended yes. netting. I was going to. I, I didn't have. I, I knew the four, and I didn't know the rest of them. But I knew there was more, and I didn't put that in there. But I know. I know the Nationals are extending it. Dodgers. Uh, Dodgers are extending Phillies, it. I, think. I, I believe the Phillies said they were extending it on the All Star break. Yeah. Um, so, and I think it's necessary now because you know when you think about it, when we we talk about the. Um, the performance of athletes and how much it's, it's uh, be, become 
a higher at a higher level with the bat speeds and the technology that we have and the way the ball comes to have fast the ball comes off the bat. I think it's absolutely nice because right. you're seeing these baseball players. They showed this actually. It was on a, outside the lines yesterday. Um, they were talking about this. And you see these baseball players that hit these balls in the stands and they're horrified at what might happen. Right. And, you know, it's, it's taking a toll on the players now, too, besides the people in the stands. Well, we saw, what's his name? I can't remember the guy who hit that ball, but, but yeah, he, he was broken down in he tears. He was broken down. And they the showed, the same they showed like, and... five other people that did the same thing. They were just like, oh, my God. And they, they just, like, something happened. Well, I mean, it's like the hospital stuff. And it, 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 it is, I mean, there is the yin-yang, because I get it. There, I've, I've been going to games since I was a kid. And, yeah. you know, you hate to have to have your view obstructed right you know when you're down the baseline that was part of what made it so awesome right. was that you had cl- close access to the players mm-hmm. and they could talk and that's the thing like like the players tossing the ball to the stands now they can't do that now with the, with those nets now right. is that a fine trade-off to lessen the occurrence of people getting hit in the face and going to the hospital probably yeah but then you also think it didn't used to happen very often and it, it hasn't, and it still isn't happening very often. I think it's just that the that the most recent one was so graphic, yeah. and in an, in our digital media age, when it gets and, replayed over and over, and they're being when you say digital media, I mean people are taking cell phone videos of this and showing it all over the place from different angles and this and that, and how many more baseball or cameras we have in a baseball right. park when they're covering the games. So you know, in this era. You know, it's not we, – we don't read it just in the paper going, oh, somebody got hit with a foul ball, or I wonder what happened to him. Now you're seeing the ball hit them in the face in slow motion. Right, you know, that's a, and you make a great point about the fact that everybody's got a camera on them now. Mm-hmm. So now you're getting multiple angles of multiple things happening all the time. And it is it, – you know, you, you realize how much it used to be that media could control what we saw. Right. And it was able to kind of give a personification to things that the media wanted it to have. And now that's not going to happen because you're going to see point blank what happens, you know, and there's a lot of things that happens in sports that I think average people probably don't know who don't play sports or didn't play sports. Like you don't really realize what goes on behind the scenes in some of these sports. Like, I mean, like rugby, like I knew guys in the rugby team and I didn't play rugby, but I was good friends with two guys on this, on the Chico rugby team. And Boy, it was an eye opener to see, like, you know, I mean, there was a lot of weird things <laughs> that those oh. players did with each other, but it was like it was more of a bond building kind of oh, thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen some really disgusting boot shots. You know, you shoot the boot, man. I've seen some all kinds of stuff put in that boot that you had to shoot. Well, and I'll tell you well, what. I, don't know, I can't remember what they called it, but the one where they would pour beer down the crack of the ass of one player and the other player would lay beneath him and drink the beer. Oh, yeah. You know, you get old Dingleberry for it. Yeah, yeah. This is one of the problems of radio. They can't see me shaking my head while you guys are running your mouths right now. We're just educating you, ma'am. The stuff stuff I saw up at Castleton State with the rugby squad, it was just ridiculous. This is why I don't tell my mom that I'm on the show. (laughs) I mean, when I can go down the East Coast and I mention Tex from Castleton and go, oh, Tex, naked backflip guy. I'm like, yeah, that's Tex. (laughs) <laughs> or I'm in Vail, and they're like, oh, I know this guy. And I'm like, oh, you know Scumbag. <laughs> I went uh, there. I know Scumbag. <laughs> there, there's nothing like the bond that sports can can, can, can build for you. Um, so, all-star time, baby. Yes, yes, it is. My favorite game of the year. Where is though, it this year? 
Why would you ask me something like that? Because I figured you knew off the top of your head, and I <laughs> I honestly forgot already where it was this year. <laughs> I don't know. It's not it's not in Dodger Stadium. It's not in Coors Field. So and it's not really in it's some big ballpark. So. Probably it'll be somewhere stupid like Yankee Stadium or or Texas Rangers Stadium or something. Or, or I'm sorry, the ballpark in Arlington, whatever they call it. That's um, what I think what they call it. They've already had it in Houston, right? They already had it in the, in the new Houston I, ballpark. I thought, I thought they did. Yeah, I like that ballpark. That's a fun one. I like all star games should only be in cool parks, you know. Um, I haven't even seen Minnesota's new park, so I don't know if that's a cool one or not. Yeah, um, I've just seen the highlights from it. I haven't really watched but, the game from the there. TCF yeah. one. I don't know. Nice. Yeah. Is it nice? You been there? I have not. My, You've been able to see it. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, haven't, so, I just haven't seen any games yet where yeah. the Twins are playing there. So, And I could see that one being a venue because it's new, right? Only one or two years. Oh, it's a little bit more than that. I was going to say, it's what about four or five now. Yeah. Gosh, is it really? Yeah. Since yeah. they get rid of the Metrodome? Oh, yeah. Damn, the old Kirby Puckett just just oh. fades into the, fades into the uh, yeah. sunset, you know? I miss that guy. I do, too. Um, it was the one thing that gave me hope that uh, us short, fat people could actually be effective <laughs> in sports. You know, it was like, yes, look at the short, fat guy running around the bases after he gets the triple hit, you know. So. Um, your listener in Texas says Cleveland is the answer to the question. Yes, oh, that is dude, for, I, Thank you. I know. If he'd like to be the official uh, helper for the <laughs> show, we've been looking for one. I'm not kidding. Official I'm shut down of your internet right now again. I don't know why. It has completely shut me out. I think it's your computer. I don't know, man. It's it's weird. Did you clear the cache? What's that? Did you clear the cache? I and the cookies and everything. I maybe did. I don't know. I mean, it is, it is, it is Apple. And, and I, and hey, I, hey, Cookie Monster saying, uh, "Take me out to the seventh. Take me out to the ballpark at Wrigley the other day." You never know. Well, and I I, I do program my internet to try to uh, you know block all Apple products. So yeah. you know, but she's using an Apple product and it's working. So. I mean, it's a delayed work, but yes, it's working. <laughs> Actually, I uh, I do have an iPad still. So, um, so All Star starters were announced. Uh, I'm I'm hoping the MNL can start to get some W's finally. I mean, I know historically the NL dominated for years and years yeah. and decades, um, but over my lifetime, more often than not, it's been the Bo Jackson and 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 uh, who were the two people that hit those back to back home runs to start that game off of Rick Russell. Was Bo Jackson hit the second one? Maybe it was Wade Boggs. Oh, that it might have been Wade Boggs or Cal Ripken. I can't remember, but I just, they both went yard off of Big Daddy, and then and then the, that just got worse from there. Um, that's the first All Star game that I can actually physically remember. Um, it's like back in the days when Bo Jackson ran up the wall, ran down the wall when he caught the he ball. Was you remember just an that? Amazing athlete. Dude, such a bummer to think of what he could have done. Oh. That guy could have been the the only twenty five hundred yard running back in history if he hadn't gotten hurt. Yeah. I mean his his ability level was just his ability off the level was, was was ridiculous yeah. with the way he could run. Bo, I mean Bo knows Bo. Well, I, the fact that the, just listen to his injury. I mean he was running so hard that he literally was going so fast that his hip dislocated. And got pulled down to the joint is how fast he was going by, by someone trying to tackle and hang on to him. <laughs> it's like a body too athletic for human yeah. limitations. It, it's right? like, you know, at, at the time, you know, his body could only take so much and he was exceeding the limits of what his body could take. Right. It was like, <laughs> well, it's just like, um, 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 uh, not, is it not David, Bo- David Boston? Was that the one, the receiver who got way too, he worked out too much and got too big and then he just, he, he couldn't play football anymore because he was I, so muscular. That right, he, I, I think it was David Yeah, it, it, and I'm serious. You don't know that? So, yeah, this guy, he, he got so strong and worked out so hard 
that his muscles got too big for his tendons, and he and he actually became slow and plodding because he just didn't have the explosiveness anymore because he just he'd worked out too much. Well, come on, Tiger Woods training with the Navy SEALs ruined his golf swing. Well, for right, a couple of years. right, right, and then hopefully he's you know well he's gotten that major you know which was great I and mean, yeah. hopefully he's still going to play he's gonna, well. He's going to skip uh, the 3M and he's going to play in the Open Championship across the pond and nice. um, over at uh, Royal uh, Pulitzer Pullman or I it's 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 next on the list but it's uh, it's a course he can win. I just would sure love to see him get another major in the near future. Yeah. So it, it makes it plausible again that this guy can try and break the record or, or tie the record. Yeah, that, so, definitely. We're, um, we're rooting for, you know, as much as people wanted to put him down, I used to root against Tiger and then all of a sudden all came out and then I was like, yes, he's not squeaky clean. I can root for him. You didn't like him because he was squeaky clean. Yeah. I hated it. I was like, I was, I was a lefty fan and all that came out. I'm like, yes. A I'm lefty like, fan. Phil Mickelson. Oh, I never heard him called Lefty. Oh yeah, here we go, Lefty. Here we go. You never heard those chants in the prime prime of their day. You didn't watch much no, golf. I, I <laughs> only golf I've ever watched is Tiger. That's the only thing I'll ever watch. Is just because I I just can't watch golf. I just I love playing golf. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, watching it is. I hate playing it and watching it. So. I, <laughs> there's a couple tournaments I really like. I the U.S. Open I don't like. I like the Open Championship because of the link style and. Like some of the, the the just the conditions they have to play in, like and the, the heavy winds, wind and and, and it, that that gets really interesting, and you really have to know your golf swing to be able to put the ball around the course out there sometimes. So. Yeah, I consider how many balls I lost when I played down in Florida. So if I were to play <laughs> yeah. there, oh, I'd lose every ball. <laughs> um, I, I guarantee it. I wouldn't have a ball to turn at the end of the tournament to qualify. Right. So. Not not gonna happen. I mean, if there's if there's water, it, my ball's gonna find it. You oh know? yeah. And that doesn't matter if it's 400 yards away or you know if, if it's 360 yards away, I'll have the greatest drive of my life and it'll land in the water. <laughs> if it's a hundred yard pond, uh, I will have the worst shot of my life and pop it straight up and then I'll go straight in the water. Oh yeah. Because so, you're um, thinking that that pond right there and that's where your that's where you're exactly where you're gonna swing. Absolutely, I focus and right speaking on. Speaking of ponds, man, Mike Trout, he's on the All Star list and he does not want to go into the uh, home run derby again is what he's saying. He's like, maybe one day I'll decide to do it because yeah. we all want to see him in it, mm-hmm. you know, but he's like, maybe one day I'll decide, but I just, it's not on my list of things to do. I just, I think that there's, I, it's, it's like the slam dunk contest to me. It's starting to lose the zip. Um, I actually enjoy the celebrity softball game. That's more pretty good. I like that one. I tell you, you know? what, I'm, I'm in agreement with that one. I do like yeah, the celebrity it's fun, softball you know? game. It's a lot of fun. You know, and I think everything is and, and they're too. trying to have fun. Yeah. You know, they're not trying, they're not playing like serious competition. And I like that. I like yeah. to see just a little bit of fun. People out there, all celebrity, you know, and some celebrities really blow you away. You're like, wow, look at oh, that. Yeah. They can hit, you know, or they can, they can run really quick or they've, you know, whatever. And, and then you see the home runs every once in a while. And home runs in softball are not that easy. You know, it's a, that's no, a big it's ball. It is. And, uh, you know, so, um, but yeah, uh, Arenado, uh, 51% of the votes for yeah. third base. So, that's phenomenal and, and totally deserved. I mean, Yo, our, our third baseman is the best third baseman in baseball. He's the best third baseman since Brooks Robinson. He's an amazing ball player. And I that mean, was the highest percentage out of all the position players. That was the highest percentage of votes. Well-deserved. Yes, so well it definitely was well-deserved. So. He's, he's having a banner year this year. Yep. He signed that big contract, took discount, staying in Colorado, going to be here for the majority of his career, wants to win a World Series for Denver. And the guy is an absolute hoover at third base. 
has a rifle for an arm, and the guy can obviously hit gangbusters. I mean, the guy's averaging 40 home runs a year for his career. So uh, absolutely phenomenal ball player. Couldn't be happier to have him representing uh, our boys here. Uh, So we'll just run through the list real quick. So Gary Sanchez uh, from the Yankees at catcher. I don't think that's any surprise. No, not I mean, at all. Who else would it be, right? I mean, I can't even think of another catcher in the American League, to be honest. Right now, I can't um, either, if, yeah. if you really put my put me to it. But, yeah, Gary Sanchez, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. by far the best catcher, you know. Maybe he's like Suzuki, maybe. Maybe. But, but I mean, he's I, not even all-star caliber anymore. Yeah, Sanchez, by far and above, you know, best catcher in the American League. Going to hit a lot of homers this yeah. year. So. Oh, yeah. uh, Carlos Santana goes back to the Indians and back into the all-star game. So. Good for him. Shocking. I mean, yeah. that's the best first first baseman that I mean. I guess, I'm sorry, these aren't, aren't necessarily the best players. These are the most most biggest vote getters. Right. But you know, I mean, Indians don't have massive attendance, so I mean, he had to have been playing really, really well. And I feel bad that I'm not. I wasn't more aware of of how well of a uh, how good of a season he's had. Right. So far. So, um, DJ LeMahieu, Rocky going to the Yankees and mm-hmm. getting the starter. And he didn't even have a position starting the season. Remember that? Yeah, he was like I the know. secondary guy. He was, yeah. But Yankees have had so many injuries. It's amazing how many injuries they had and how Dude. many home runs are still hitting. Yeah. They still have like the best offense in baseball. Yeah. And they're just – And Stan now has gone to August sometime. Sometime in August. Oh, he's my not gosh. Yeah, they just announced that that he has gone and sometime in August he will return. I don't even know where, I don't even know what his injury was, but his a I, long I time. Forget. I mean he 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 was uh he was out in April, came back I think June eighteenth, and he's out again. So Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I remember he came back for like one week. Yeah, and then he was and, gone and, and he's done till August. They said August will reevaluate him. And you know what? That was a that was a concern about him a few years back was he was consistently it, it was. getting broken wrists. Yep. Remember that? Yeah. But uh, he had been healthy for two years yep. and looked amazing. Broke, and hit, hit bomb a, and home run. What did he hit? Fifty eight or whatever it was yeah. for the Marlins. And then uh, and then yeah, this has not been the not been what the Yankees were hoping for from him. But boy, if he comes back in in August and is gets warmed up in September and he's ready yeah. for October baseball, watch out for the in the playoffs. I mean, Yankees could find themselves in the World Series, and I don't think it would shock anyone. I, it definitely would not shock me. Uh, Jorge Polanco. So uh, Skeezy's favorite team is yep. represented uh, in the starting lineup, and uh, Polanco is having a fantastic season. Yeah, uh, yes, of course yes. he is because I... and the Twins have been having a fantastic oh. season, except they've fallen off a little bit as of late. Little just bit, a little bit, just not uh, much, but, but a little boy, bit. That division is pretty much locked up. I think they have an uh, eight to ten game lead, maybe more. Uh, Dodgers have a fourteen game lead. Yeah, or they did. It's probably back to thirteen now after last night. But I mean. That that division is and, over, and the Phillies um, the Phillies got lucky with the Mets coming to town because they were on a six game losing uh, skid and they they swept the Mets, and thank God the Mets came to town because they really needed something to get that <laughs> all they needed something to get that offense gone. Well, I, and I'm trying to think of that division. Who's in first in that division? Uh, right now it's the Astros. I mean, not the Astros. I'm sorry, it's the Braves. The Braves are back in first. Braves are in first. Phillies are in second, and now the Nationals are. I think. Uh, game and a half or two games out because they're talking about not trading any of their players because they're really? only at like two games out of a wild card right now is what that's actually just... impressive because I, I thought they were done. Yes. I thought it was but with, be the, with the Phillies, year. the Phillies being on the side and not getting any offense in the nationals got back into it with the Phillies on that losing streak. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta look up the standings. Cause I mean, like obviously I know the Dodgers division really well. Yeah. Uh, and I know the Yankees and the, and the, the Yankees are battling with the Devil Rays, and 
Boston's looking good too. I mean, they're they're coming they're coming on, but it was yeah. it was the Rays that were have been the thorn in the side of the Yankees. So the Yankees have a seven game lead uh, over the over the Rays, and then nine games over the Boston. Uh, Toronto and, and Baltimore are jokes. Uh, yeah. Toronto, oh, Minnesota's only got an eight game lead now over the Cleveland Indians, and uh, Kluber's going to be coming back in probably about a month. So I was going to say he's on my IL sixty right now. Yeah, that, but that make a, if he comes back healthy, that's a big oh, I know. big boost. Uh, you've got uh, Houston up by four and a half over Texas. Texas. How is Texas even in it? I mean, I don't know. Here's a stat you're going to like. Uh, you're talking about um, the AL Central there. The Detroit Tigers in, are 2-21 and 21 in their last 23 home games. That's how bad they are. Wow. Right That's a horrible stat. And they're That's one even, of the worst stretches uh, in the 60, 60 years of baseball. And they're not they, even last place in their division. And that's, that's the hard, that's worst scary. part about it. <laughs> wow. 24 games out. That's making it for a long summer. Yeah. I mean, man, what, imagine what it's like playing games. You're like, well, how many games do you get at first? Eh, 24. 24. How crazy is it? There are more games out of first than the Dodgers have losses. Ugh. That's the one thing. Imagine I'm, playing on that team all summer. But imagine playing like on the Dodgers or the Astros or the Yankees all summer, and you're like, you're like, oh yeah, we lose like once or twice a week, but we yeah. win the rest of them. You know, it's like that would be fun. So you're right about Atlanta; they're up by five over the Phillies yeah. and seven over the Nationals. Yep, yep. Cubbies are up one game over Milwaukee, three over St. Louis, and four over Pittsburgh, and five over Cincinnati. That's a Cole Hamels just went on the disabled list with an oblique. Mm, oh, that could be the end of the year. Yep they we, they uh, they took him out. He was in the first inning. He oh, felt something, that's not good. and he they they took it. They said it's not as bad as the first time he had the same kind of an injury, but he he felt something in the first and he took a couple throws, and he was done. He walked off the field. Because, I mean, that's like almost like a lat pull, yeah. and that's what Severino's been dealing with, and mm-hmm. he's, not, he's not coming back until after the All-Star, but he's missed the whole year so yep. far. So, so the, the, and the, Quintana and the, 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 the Cubbies in your last 10, if you look at them, I think they're, I think they're like maybe 2 and uh, 8. Five, no, 5 and 5. All right, they're 5 and 5. But Milwaukee's but 3 been, and 7 in their last 10. Right, so they've all been kind of been on a skid there, so they're all staying really yeah. close. Just, so weird. it's, it's, it's an and interesting then, division, just like it was last year. Right, right, in the same way. Yeah. And then uh, in the West, the Dodgers have a 12-game lead over the Rockies, and then 13 over the Padres, 14 over the Astro or uh, Diamondbacks, and 20 over the Giants. Uh, nothing nicer than seeing the Giants 20 games out of first place, because yeah. I mean, who would like the Giants? I mean, the Nats <laughs> are just a joke. Um, you know, and that's that's for all my hometown listeners right there. Let me say it one more time: the Giants suck. So just to make sure you heard that. Um, so back onto the uh, All Star uh, lineup here. Alex Bregman, third base for the Astros. I tell you what, he's fantastic. He's no Arenado, but he's no. fantastic. No, but yep. Uh, Mike Trout. I mean, well, he's only what the super stud. You know, yeah. but we don't. What else can him. you say about him? Right. You don't need to say anything about him. Yeah, everything's already been said in the last right. like nine years of his unbelievably epic career. That's only in his prime. Exactly. Uh, George Springer of the Astros in the outfield again. No. No surprise there. Although I thought he was hurt. That's what I thought when I saw that. I was like, I didn't George Springer get hurt? Uh, he just got he, hurt. He, he's sliding for that foul ball, um, or that ball that was uh, going foul that one right. time and then hurt himself. I think so. so. I, that's what I. That's what I thought when I saw that one coming. But across I mean, the obviously screen. the Astros get heart, huge attendance. So, yeah. So yeah, they're going to get a lot of votes. Uh, Michael Brantley from the Astros got the other one. I didn't even know Michael Brantley paid, played for the Astros. I thought he played for Cleveland. So he got must have traded teams in the offseason. Uh, apparently he's doing well. Uh, that was a little bit of a surprise for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a good player, but I just still. Yeah. D.H. Hunter Pence 
Hunter Pence, I mean, I know he's having a resurgent year in Texas. I know he's playing great for the Rangers. He also has been hurt lately, and he's kind of receding back to who he's been. Uh, But, you know, know, why not reward him for the the great first half he had? It still shocks me, but, you know, go Rangers. I mean, you got a player in the the starting lineup. Uh, Moving over to the National League, and hopefully – uh, like I said, I'm begging the uh, National League to win, but I'm not – I don't know how I feel about the lineup. So, uh, Wilson Contreras of the Cubs is that get catcher. Uh, Nate has him in fantasy, so I know he's having a good year because I've Yeah, I have him watched. in fantasy too. Oh, so he's yeah, been he's... scoring gangbusters, oh, yeah. so obviously he's a stud. Freddie Freeman of the Braves. Uh, I mean, Freddie Freeman is a constant fixture. He's constantly in the top rankings for first base. I didn't think he'd be first. I didn't think he'd get the most votes. But you said the I Braves think, are in first. Maybe. Well, that's the thing, though. The Braves have had terrible attendance this year up <laughs> until uh, the kid just came out of the minors um, when they played the Phils the last, the, the, uh, last week. They brought that one kid up from the minors, and their attendance was the, the, that was the best attendance line of the year. Yeah, they've had, so, they've had so many guys they've brought up from the minors. Oh, I know. Fontenowitz and the other guys got hurt. Pitchers got hurt. And they demoted him, yep. and then they brought up these other guys. So, And um, I have Freddie Freeman, too, and he's not been terribly – an all-star caliber player with what I've seen on just a stat line every yeah. day. So, yeah, I, mean, interesting. I, I think the reason, I mean, the Dodgers have like three guys who are better at first base, but the problem is they all play so many positions. I don't know they're considered a starter. Right. So Muncie and Bellinger, they aren't considered starters, I think at first base. And, and that, your boy Seager and, just uh, got back on the injured list. Well, he's been on the injured. He's hopefully, oh, right. hopefully coming off. In no, that's right. He's still coming uh, off. I think he's coming off in, after the all-star break. Right. So, because that was a bummer because he was just starting to heat up. Yeah. Kettle Marte gets second base. Props to Marte. He's like a three-year-in-a-row failing prospect, and he's finally kind of come mm-hmm. around. Um, I didn't think he'd be the first vote-getter, but, again, he's at one of those positions well, where there's just not a lot of starters. We've talked about him trying to have a breakout season, I remember, in our previews. And, uh, you yeah. know, he just never seems to get there to do it. Maybe this is the year that he does it and does a full season, so. Yeah, best of luck to him. Javier Bay is it short? No complaints there. No, I not mean, at all. Guy's just a human dynamo. He's he's tiny. He's like five ten or something or less, and then he's just <laughs> crushing home runs and stealing bases and driving in runs and plays incredible defense. So, um, and then we already talked about Nolan Arenado Nolan, yep. of the Rockies. No, yep. no questions there. Yellick, number one vote getter, Dude. over five hundred thousand votes what for him. What a year! I can't believe I so thought last year was a little bit of a of a of a. No, I've always thought he was a really good player, and I've had him in fantasy a right. couple of times. I thought he's a great player. I just thought that last year was that one career year. Career that, year, and he had know, he'd be on the downslide. Yeah, this he, he year, regressed but he's, to he's, the mean. But he he's staying right there. He might have a better year. Yeah, I mean, my gosh, that guy is hitting so many home runs, and he is so so. Joanna, he is like his arms are smaller than mine, and this guy's blasting home runs. I mean, it's just crazy when you look at him. Yeah. You look at him and you think, well, he doesn't look like a masher. He doesn't look like a, you know, maybe he's athletic, but he doesn't look like strong. But guy's just, he's just iron, man. The guy just, yeah. boom, just, they're gone. Um, Cody Bellinger, the Dodgers, I, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, it is. The guy's leading triple crown categories. Boy, he should have so. had two home, home runs last night, except he hit the ball way too high. Dude, that one fly they're all, ball. They're all to the warning oh, track. And it's just like, man, all if- the way back. <laughs> Man, if you would have just not got under it that, that much, and that might have and that might have kept the Dodgers' season sweep of the Rockies intact yeah. if he had gotten that. That's that the first up by that, one that's, run. A, that's the first time the, the Rockies beat the Dodgers in a long first time. First time this year. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I, I was hoping for a season uh, series sweep. I mean, I feel bad for the Rockies, but you know, I'd yeah. love to see the Dodgers just, well, of course. just you know, crush it. We, we're rooting for a Phillies Dodgers, you know, NLCS. Yeah, not, yeah exactly. There's no, <laughs> no, no, there's no question. There's here. no question. Um, and then uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. So props to the the second year player. He yeah. didn't have a sophomore slump. He has continued to produce. He looks very good. Not quite bad as the average that we want yet, but not bad at all. Just not quite where we want. And the Braves get two starters on the All Star lineup there. That's amazing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, hey, that is a team that won. They won their division last year, so we shouldn't be that surprised. Right. That it's just that they're pitchers that were. Uh, exceeding expectations last year didn't do that this year and it's surprising when you see other parts of a team make up for a shortfall that was a strength the year Mm -hmm. before that's just a really impressive thing and I think the manager deserves uh, a whole lot of credit Mm -hmm. you know so uh, those are your all-star starters and uh, the game is usually I think it's the second week of July right so like right around the 13th or something like that so um should be a good time and uh looking forward to it and again i'll be rooting for the uh, nl i'm you'll probably rooting for the nl yep. but uh uh we know from experience lately that the al is uh where it goes so uh you know uh, just uh throw some money down on one of the teams and, and see what happens you know oh definitely maybe i'll bet on the american league and that way that'll help the national league <laughs> win. all right so moving on to the national basketball association free agency opens at sunday 6 p.m we are we're about 31 hour, 36 hours or 30 hours away from it. <laughs> about 30 hours away. Let me look at the clock here. Watching those gears turning. You know. wait, I'm like, wait a second. Subtract two from six and go from there. Carries one. Um, so uh, the talk on our local radio station has been getting the nuggets uh clay thompson uh they think that kevin durant is not really a likely option and the nuggets can't offer clay as much money as, as the warriors of course yeah, clay's going to resign with the warriors that that deal's the one that's going to get done at 6 p.m tomorrow no you think so yeah really yep that's, you don't think a, he wants to even that's, that's a done deal. toy with the idea of going somewhere nope. else? It's a done deal. That That is the one thing that in the rumor mill that, that they say it's a done deal. He's taking the 190 for five because he has an ACL injury. He's going to stay with Steph, and it's a done deal. That deal will get inked at 6 o'clock p.m. tomorrow night. Well, I mean, hey, there's nothing I, – I can't really – I can't – can't shit on the guy for saying I want to take the maximum possible money I could get, and that's the on thing. He's, the greatest team yeah. in the currently in the NBA. I mean, it's hard to argue. Exactly, and especially with a, with, with, with an injury like that, it, it made the most sense for him to stay there. You know, he's always been second, second, not second fiddle, but second fiddle to you know to to you know Steph the Dubs and then KD coming in. So he's going to stay. He's going to take his money. He's going to rehab that injury up there. He's comfortable up there. New arena. I mean, really would you want to leave the Warriors? No, no, who would want to? But I mean, you know, KD already said and that. And he's so. part of the he's part of what it built, right? Yes. Like he's not a guy that came in later. He was part of the original build. And mm-hmm. like, why would you ever want to leave? You know, it's like exactly. I'm a, I'm a superstar here. It's like Nick Foles leaving the Eagles. I mean, I would never have wanted to left. I'd be like, I'd rather be a backup and yeah. be on the Eagles where I am literally a God. I mean, I can walk the streets. And, oh yeah. And if someone tried to mug him, I mean, the Philadelphia would probably tear that person limb from limb oh, God, yeah, of before the, the mugging was done. You know, that, that's exactly what so, they would do. 
So now KD has already said these are the four. These are the only four teams he's meeting with. He's going to meet with the Warriors on probably a re-signed trade. Okay, is what he want, is what they want to do because they want to do a re-signed trade to get some picks and then so on and so forth. He's going to meet with the Nets. He's going to meet with the Knicks and he's going to meet with the Clippers. He interesting. He will not play with LeBron James. That's an interesting set of teams. So now Knicks, I can I can tell you this: the Knicks are out. The Nets are a possibility because of Kyrie. If they get Kyrie, sure. If they get Kyrie, KD will go to the Nets. The Knicks could get shut out of all of this because right now with Dolan, why would you want to go to the like our caller was talking about last time? I mean, there just really isn't. Seventy three was our last championship, and literally, it, it it's one of those things where they just can can't get anything on that team. I mean, Porzingis wanted to leave, which we talked about last week, right? And it's just. It's one of those things where it's just they can't get people in there, and now that Brooklyn has the owner from the you know majority owner from China, um, the the sky's the limit, and so on and so forth. The global marketing with that one, think about the economy in China. So right. I mean, right now personally, I I there's a lot of people saying Kyrie and KD are gonna go to the Nets is where where a lot of the speculation is going right now. And overnight, and I don't know where this even came from, there is speculation Kawhi is going to sit down with the Lakers. Now, he said he wanted to talk to Magic and Genie. Magic, Magic cannot talk in any meetings with Genie Buss about any of it because he's not um, contracted on staff anymore, and he's an ex-staff member now. So he cannot be in a meeting with, with them. But Kawhi has – you guys got to remember, Kawhi is from L.A. So Kawhi has a thing where, you know, he he does want to go back home. What does he have to prove in Toronto right now? Absolutely nothing. It's Toronto. And he has nothing left to prove in his career. He, he really he's doesn't. M- he's MVP two finals championships. Yeah. I mean, so you know, there's talk that he's going to give Toronto the last um, meeting to let Toronto talk to him last. So he's giving him that much respect. respect. Okay. So you know, Kawhi is going to do that, but he's. He, I've heard it. Might, he might talk to the. This is a little sketchy. He might be talking to the Clippers and then the Lakers. Not sure how that's going to go, but it came out last night that Kawhi really wants to talk to the Lakers, and that came out later last night. So, well, I mean, think of that trio. You got to be kidding me. I mean, that's game over. <laughs> I mean, that's by far game over. There's, there's your LA title and LeBron championship. And then you bring I in mean. the you put it this way: there's the big man in Milwaukee. Um, that's an unrestricted free agent that the Lakers have been looking at too. Um, that does that. That's he can shoot. He can pick and roll. He plays defense. And it's one of those. It's it's like because they clear their cap space. They did the three player move now with three different teams, and now they have oh thirty million cleared. So they have yeah. the cap space now to do it. So there's been some wheeling wow. and dealing in Lakerland going on out there in the past. Well, two they days. had to do something. They had to. I mean, otherwise, I mean, you don't, and, you can't waste a LeBron and, signing. Well, and, the the Unibrow de- declined his four million dollar uh, uh, trade bonus or whatever signing bonus in the trade. He declined it, so they had four million more to go in the cap. No kidding. So um, the Lakers are now Kyrie, all in on everything. Kyrie, LeBron, and Unibrow, man. Kawhi, wow. Kawhi, LeBron, Unibrow. <laughs> Do you know who Unibrow is? Nope. So his name is Anthony Davis. Yep. He played in uh, New Orleans prior to this. Okay. And he got traded to the Lakers to play with LeBron James. And I'm okay. sure you know who LeBron James is. I do. Yeah. Okay. I do. yeah. So the, Anthony Davis was the number one pick seven years ago. Was that long? Wow. 
I think it was seven he years He played ago. for Kentucky? No, uh, Kansas. No, Kentucky. Yeah, it was Kentucky. Yeah. So, um, but he's just he's a phenomenal ball player. Yeah. He's, he's just an absolute stud. And then the other guy we're talking about, Kawhi Leonard, he is the MVP, uh, most valuable player of the NBA Finals that just ended. Right. He 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 led the team to the win. So could have three of the best players. In and all Kawhi of Kawhi is the only wow. person to win MVP and Finals MVP on two different teams because he did it with the Spurs when he played for the Spurs and in different uh, conferences. Yes. So one was in the Western, one was in the Eastern. Imagine if he went and they did that, and he won a third different team. It's just ridiculous. That would, right now, that's, that's right now because of KD injury, they're saying Kawhi might be the best player on the planet. Yeah, with the KD injury, going very possible. Right it's it, very, it, very it, possible. It's, it's really a bummer that KD and Clay Thompson got hurt the way they did. Well, it, it, it kind of threw everything into turmoil. It, it threw everything into turmoil. And what's going to happen this week? Like I said, you're going to see your tier three players tomorrow sign. Clay's going to sign just because he's going to take as most money as he can because he, he's going to be down for the year. I mean, make no mistake about it. He's, he's going to take his max option, and he's going to rehab where he likes to be up there, and he's going to play for them for a couple more years. How amazing is it to know you're going to get paid the maximum salary allowable in your league, and you're not going to play? You're not and, going to play and, and that's one of the things where the Warriors extended that, and I think Clay's very happy they extended that because they, they could have hung him out the dry. They could have. And there's a lot of teams but that might have gone. They, but they also knew that if 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 – if he was allowed to leave, and right. So and Kevin Durant leaves, you've got a mass exodus you out of one of the greatest dynasties. Remember, Boogie in Cousins is, a, is is unrestricted too. He only signed a year contract. He'll be back. Iguodala, I think, is unrestricted. He's probably re- his, he might be retiring. He he very well cool. Uh, the Collins kid, I think, um, out of New Orleans, just retired last night too. Now yeah. that, that they were, or Collins, uh, I don't know, Indiana. Um, he just retired last night. Which they were they were saying because he was under restricted that he could go somewhere and make a splash. Interesting. So and then then you put it in Jimmy Butler in Philly. Jimmy Butler really took to Philly and the blue collar attitude of that town. But Houston is offering I've a heard that hell he, of a lot. I've of, heard there's almost no chance he stays in Philly. Well, there's almost no chance, but a lot of people are saying, can Jimmy Butler mesh on the team in Houston with CP3 and Harden? That thing needs to be blown up completely. We're going to see something crazy happen in Houston. Yeah, something. One of, one of those two are gone. Every single day this week, something miraculous is going to happen in the NBA. I think is we're going to see somebody sign somewhere and go, "Oh Jesus!" And then some of the the dominoes are just going to fall. We're going to see a happens. power shift. Yeah, is is what we're going to see. We're going to see a, a literally. A, a, it's, it's been the Warriors, 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 and all of a sudden we're going to see a shift in, of talent everywhere where it's going to restructure. Well, like, I'm excited both, for, both the, for the Lakers just because I've never been able to like the Lakers, and now I'd finally have a chance to like the Lakers uh, if they had, you know, they put together this, this yeah. kind of kind of great squad and everything. So that'd be fun for me. Um, and I mean, I'm hopeful that the Nuggets can keep competing. I mean, what a great year last well, year. Well, you know, they, they get the really kid. They get shooter. the kid that they, they, they get the kid back that didn't Porter. play at all. Porter. Yeah. Um, and, and this year they drafted Bull Bull, who was, they got Bull Bull. You know, I mean, these are two these are two lottery level talents that yeah. that they got on the cheap. So, who knows? You know, but it, it, it's going to be interesting to see where the talent falls because that's going to show you where Denver might sit in the in the West now, being the number two seed last year. Who knows where they might fall this year? And I mean, who? And the weird thing is that all that talk about trying to get Clay Thompson to come to Denver and be a splash brother here and give us that dynamite three-point shooter that could just change games. But how would they have afforded him? They but, don't have any cap space. That, that's funny because you heard that off of Denver radio. Yeah, there is no international broadcast that has even mentioned 
Denver and Clay Thompson whatsoever. <laughs> That's the funny part when you when you listen to local radio. There's no one on Inside Basketball that well, no, is even just, mentioned. Saying, that. Well, he was Mike Evans was just saying <laughs> yeah. that, that the that the Nuggets should offer, offer Clay yeah. a max deal, saying we're okay with you being hurt for a year, but we'll give you everything. But that was also when there was some conjecture that the Warriors might not offer him a full. Uh, right. Max contract, and that has since changed. Yeah, they're, they're, as they're, they've publicly stated they, they do they for him and, and for and, and yeah, for they, they expect Clay to sign on the dotted line at six p.m. or, or in thirty hours, three <laughs> three p.m. no, at three p, three p.m. Um, Pacific time tomorrow, oh, six o'clock Pacific East Coast, time. six o'clock uh. East Coast. They expect him to sign on the dotted line. Now, you know damn well we don't do things by East Coast time here. <laughs> I know. At 4 p.m. tomorrow, he'll sign the dotted line. <laughs> Screw the East Coast. Your TV times suck. I don't even have cable anymore, so I don't watch TV. I, I didn't take this about my room, so it's kind of funny. So we get there uh, for our sales meeting, and uh, we're checking in. And, of course, we had planned to get there about four hours early. It was, you know, we had to get up at 4 a or 3.30 in the morning to make sure we got on our flight and everything. And our whole idea was, you know what, I pre-rented the car and did all this kind of stuff. So we'll just go to our hotel. Mm-hmm. We'll take a quick shower, take an hour nap, you know, get ready for the for the reception that night, you know, and be in, in, in good standing, right? Well, we get there, and first of all, the flight doesn't take off for like almost 45 minutes delay on the tarmac, oh, right? Which, who knows why that crap happened? Like, it was so the, the weather was perfect. You know, right. you're like, what in the world? What the, you know, mechanical problem, right? You're like, and, and you live with it's a minor mechanical problem. You're like, is there such a thing as a minor mechanical problem so on an airplane? An airplane yeah. Right. But I think it actually was the wiper on the on the windshield. So it's like, you know, I mean, maybe that's okay. something more minor than, <laughs> than whatever. But anyway, so we finally take off, we land. You know, it was a long flight, and uh, so we go to the, and then we find out that they're doing construction on their on their monorail line in New Jersey, in Newark. So uh, you have to like switch the trains like halfway through to get out to the rental car lots. Get there, finally get to our car. There's this huge line. I'm supposed to have the Hertz Gold member thing, but she's like, "Oh, it's not been activated yet." I'm like, "So I can't skip this line?" Like, no. It's like, oh lord. So I sit in line for like 25 minutes get up there. It's like, I've already rented the car. I've already paid for it. It's like, I can't just walk out and get the car. You know, it's like, isn't that the whole thing we're supposed to do here? Well, next time when your credit card gets activated, I used it last time. Why is it not activated anyway? So sorry, tangent, um, <laughs> squirrel. Uh, so finally get to the car, get out there. We load everything in. We get to the end of the car thing. Turns out that they have to check every person's license and their rental uh, card before they let them out of the parking lot. We just happened to get there when I guess a ton of other people had just gotten their cars, and there was a backup of about 25 cars to the getting out of the gate. We were in line for an hour, hmm. an hour. We only went like, I don't know, 40 feet. You know, I mean, it was just crazy. Dad. So that whole thing going on, excuse me. Yeah, I got some crazy allergies going. Yeah. Um, and so then we finally get, finally we get out of there. Last time that we went to the place, it, we drove on like Highway 202, and it was fine. This time, somehow the you know Google Maps takes us on to the interstate on I-95, <laughs> which is a tollway, and there are like I don't know how people get around in New Jersey. I mean, maybe you learn it after you've been there for a while, but it's like every four feet the road forks into two different highways, 
And like, so you're just constantly like, am I going left? Am I going right? Am I going left? Am I going right? And then I've got, you know, one of my coworkers who's trying to be the navigator. She can't read maps. Even on the Google map, she can't follow it. And so she's trying to talk while the app is trying to talk. And like, I'm all of a sudden I'm in the left lane and it's like, make sure you're in the right lane to take the, you know, the right at the fork. And it's like the fork's right in front of us. And I'm like slamming on the brakes. And so it's just crazy. All that kind of stuff. Finally get to the hotel. Then we get to the hotel and they don't have rooms for us. And then they say, well, actually, sir, we have yours. We just don't have the two ladies. And so they're like, we'll go ahead and check you in. And then we're going to work on finding them a room because you know, it's just a goof. Right. So turns out that they actually get them keys before I get a key. Cause they tell me, Oh, there was a late checkout and they're cleaning your room. Right. Well, I know now this was, that was bullshit because I get into my room, right? The fridge does not work, right? It was just, it was completely warm and plugged in and it doesn't turn on. The TV, I turned it on, massive crack in the corner and half the screen is completely unviewable, oh, no. right? And so I, and then I, then I go into the bathroom and I see in the shower, the shower head is like a foot out from the wall. And so I realized they must have been remodeling that room and then in their mad scramble, to find rooms for us to stay in. You're like, they just yeah, like, this one will pass. Yeah, they're like, just pull all the stuff out of that room and that's crap out of there and, and putting the sheets on it and stuff. So that was just like, and I mean, you know, first world problem that you don't have a fridge, but man, it is so nice when you get up in the middle of the night and you're thirsty, you got the water bottle in the ice chest or in the in the fridge and you can chug down an ice cold, you know, bottle of water. <laughs> As opposed to grabbing some lukewarm crap, you know, and, and, and whatever. <laughs> or saying you're going to have to walk down to the ice machine, which, of course, the ice machine they have there is like this half-size ice machine, runs out of ice every, like, two minutes, and you're just like, ah, oh, dude. I mean, so that was my whole adventure at the hotel. <laughs> and uh, that's why I hate traveling for business, you know? If I'm traveling, I'll be doing the Airbnbs, you know? I'll right. make sure it's, I know I'm know where I'm going, you know, I know what I'm getting. And uh, I also learned to never have a navigator who doesn't know how to read maps. <laughs> no doubt. Because it was just like... It's a basic skill to be uh, a navigator. It was terrifying. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, we're talking about some busy roads. And you're like, I've got to suddenly... Oh, you're on I-95, dude. <laughs> but i got to say this for New Jersey. Wonderful drivers. For all the, all the stereotypical things about East Coast driving... Denver drivers are horrible drivers, horrible drivers, drive right up on your bumper. They're right behind you. They don't want to let you into another lane in New Jersey. Everyone always left like a car length or two in front of the car in front of them. And every time I had to throw my blinker and suddenly get over, people would immediately let you in. I was like, I was constantly waving to people like, you know, thank you for being such a good driver. And I now realize how bad Denver drivers are. We uh, have to be one of the worst in the country. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's one of those things. You grow up kind of like that. You know, we always made jokes about Jersey drivers. Cause we had our, we got our, uh, they had to wait to 17. We got our permits and license at 16. That they, <laughs> they drove so fast because they were always trying to catch up to us. <laughs> but when you drive in traffic like that all the time for, I mean, all the time. I mean, there's no time where there's not traffic like that. Um, you, you learn a certain rule of the road where if we all don't get along, we all ain't going nowhere. <laughs> right. You just it, That reminds me of when, uh, I, when I used to live with uh, Skeezy and Brian, and they would always talk about that turnoff from Foothills Parkway onto Table Mesa, right? And there's mm-hmm. a yield. Mm-hmm. and. Every time they were in the car with me, they would bitch if I stopped at the yield sign because there were cars coming. And I'm like, 
That's why that's there's a the yield, yield so you don't ruin traffic flow. And they would always be like, that's so annoying. Why don't you just go? And I'm just like, you are the reason there are traffic jams. <laughs> you really don't right. understand that. Traffic jams are caused by bad drivers. They're not caused by too many cars. They're caused – same thing with, like, with plumbing, right? I have had this ar- an- argument with Anderson for 20 years now Uh-oh. about – I keep telling him there is no possible way for a piece of shit to clog your toilet. Shit is pliable. It cannot do that. And he absolutely – no, that's what clogs the toilet. No, it's toilet paper. It's toilet paper. But it you use too much toilet paper, and it can't break down and get through. But he refuses to believe me, and I'm like, well, one of us hasn't owned a plunger in 20 years. <laughs> Not one time have I had to unclog a toilet in 20 years. And I'm like, dude, I know you are unclogging your toilet about three times a week. So, you know, it's just amazing. It's like, like people won't make small changes in life just to avoid certain things. Of course, I can't say anything because I can't stop drinking sugar, and that would solve half of my life's problems. So, you know, go figure, you know. So we all have our uh, cross to bear, you know. Uh, Definitely, definitely, definitely. You know, just like uh, old St. Nick's cross to bear is somehow throwing to the receivers in Jacksonville and hoping that he – doesn't have a career just completely derailed yeah, this, uh, exactly. this this year. So that's very true. But I got breaking news right now. About uh, 45 minutes ago, reported by Ramina Shelbourne or Regina Regina Shelbourne and Woj out of ESPN. It sounds like this morning Kevin Durant and Kawhi have been discussing scenarios that it could include a future with both of them. Where I that's a I'll tell you where the Nets. Ugh, that would be so bummed. Or the, the Clippers, Nets. or the Clippers. Clippers would be cool. Love to see the Clippers and, and Nets and, or Clippers. And, that's that's where I would say it would be the Nets I mean, or the Clippers. It'd be fun to see a Clippers uh, Lakers uh, conference final. That'd be exciting. Man. I'd love be. that, especially if there was no Warriors in it. That would be first time in like seven. And it'd be years. all held at the Staples Center. Yeah, wouldn't that be so? Oh, that's so wild. Imagine that, dude. All seven games played in the same Staples stadium. Center. Wow, that'd be cool. I mean, I don't know if it'd be cool, but that'd be just be a first, I think. You know, kind of like uh, if you had a uh, – um, oh, well, you can't because the Giants and the Jets are in different conferences. I was going to say have a an AFC or right. NFC conference championship yeah. have to be in, in the right. Meadowlands, you know. Interesting. What time do we got here? Oh, we're down to 10 minutes. Were there any topics you would like to discuss? Doesn't have to be. Oh, on, it doesn't man. have to be on the notes. I mean, anything. Um, no. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm uh, not what, prepared. What would be the most interesting thing for your dad? Oh, anything involving the Minnesota Vikings, the uh, Minnesota Gophers, or the Twins. He doesn't like the Minnesota Screaming Eagles. No. <laughs> And that Is was that a real school? That was Minnesota State. Oh, on the coach. one from Coach. Coach, you know. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> coaching Christine. Right. I used to love that show. Oh, that show is great. It's that. not on syndication anywhere. I know. Dude. That's the worst part. Show. Oh, and Dauber and Judy and uh, I love uh, uh, what was who was Dick, uh, Dick Van Dyke's brother? Luther. Uh, Luther. Luther. Little boy, Luther. Oh, uh, he was funny. That was man. a good show. I wish it was on syndication uh, somewhere. Yeah, why isn't that show played a lot more? Why isn't it on Netflix or Hulu or something? something? Yeah, well, Netflix is losing everything, man. Because you know when when uh, when um, Disney got bought out Fox, and then they gained Fox's ownership stake in Hulu. So now Hulu is just Comcast and Disney, I think. And then Disney's opening their own streaming service, so they're trying to move all TV shows to either be on Disney streaming network or on Hulu. So 
That's kind of a frustrating. Just when you have thing. a good thing going, it's got to get all screwed up by all the. Well, of the course, because anything be. that, anything that's good means that the consumers are getting value for their money, and right. there's nothing that pisses off American business more than the thought of people <laughs> getting value for their money. That's why you know, like when you go to, uh, like, I mean, my gosh, you go to a fast food uh, drive-through now, and like a meal is like twelve dollars. Oh, it's horrible. It's like, wait a minute. Your crappy food. That's why it was cheap. Now you want me to pay a lot of money for crappy food? It's like, okay, well, no more fast food. You guys are going to price your CIs right right out of the market, you know? I mean, In-N-Out Burger, of course, will dominate once they show up here next yeah. year. But, um, yeah, I'm so tired of getting ripped off. Talk about that all the time. Yep. It's just everything's a rip-off. Absolutely. And I'm about to go to uh, American Furniture Warehouse and uh, hopefully get myself ripped off for some furniture. So uh, <laughs> that'll be exciting. Um, I still have my schedule cleared up for you. I do appreciate that because I tell you what, there's just nothing like I feel like furniture is the hardest thing to shop by yourself for because you just you're just thinking about what you're using it for or what you think about. And you don't have any of the other things that come up that, you know, it's like, well, wait a minute, you're going to need this for that. Oh, you know, or hey, will this fit there? Oh, I don't know. You know, Um, so that'll be that'll be that'll be I think it'll be exciting Um, and hopefully quick, you know, and uh you know, hopefully it won't drop more than three thousand, but uh, we'll see what I won't happens. Let you. Well, I mean, I got to get a couch, got to get a yeah. desk. Oh, the desk I might get from somewhere else. Uh, the kitchen table I'm actually getting from IKEA. I found one I really oh, like. Oh, great! And then, IKEA. Uh, and also that way I can put that one together. Does that come and with then, a uh, like a a month supply of Swedish meatballs? Ooh. <laughs> dude, I mean, if I, you buy them at the store, it can hey, come man, with a supply. <laughs> hey, dude, some Swedish meatballs on basmati rice and some mushroom gravy, there dude. Oh. Mm, I might make that for dinner. Holy wow. Sounds pretty damn good. Damn it does, man. <laughs> Birthday dinner surprise. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else important that we got going up for next week. I mean, I think we're going to do a show next week. Um, I don't know. It might have to be a call-in show or because um, I'll be moving on yeah, I know. Thursday, You're Friday, and Thursday. then Saturday. Yeah. I don't know what I'm – I mean, probably yeah. putting stuff away. So, um, But I'd still like to do a show if we yeah. can. Um, get a nice four-day weekend next weekend. So, you know, big celebration. Um, everybody, uh, are they still doing fireworks? I saw two cities in Colorado canceled fireworks. Well, I'll be at Mile High for the Outlaws game because they always do their fireworks. That's where they draw 30,000 people for the game. Very nice. So uh, I will be at Mile High next week. Let me just give you the Outlaws report here. They had their first home game last night. Um, they are 3-1 and one right now. They beat the Denver Rattlers 15-9. to nine. Dallas, the Denver, or not Denver Rattlers, Dallas Rattlers. I was going to say, I didn't know you yeah, had two no. teams. No, Dallas led 7-4 to four with two minutes to go in the first. Um, the Outlaws held them to 24 scoreless minutes, uh, and they scored eight concurrent Let me ask goals. a pure ignorance question. Are there three periods or four periods in four? Okay. Yep, there's four. Um, they opened it up to a 12-7 lead into the third quarters. They held, they held them um, – 13 to nine in the final period and they scored two more goals. Uh, the highlight of the game, and I have to get this on YouTube or maybe on the outlines website for you. John Grant jr. Who's one of the best players in the history of lacrosse came out of retirement after two years. Um, and that's a whole nother story where I can't get into. We don't have the time. He came from X behind goal out past goal line, extended and increase and literally opened up his leg one handed, took his stick and 
threw the ball between his legs and scored the goal. <laughs> this is that's a total John Grant Jr. move. He's known for it. It's so pretty to watch. It's the, it's absolutely ridiculous. The first half of that sentence was full of words I don't understand or know. <laughs> I know, I know, I know what, you don't. What is the what is the X of the goal? And uh, the well, and the... well, X <laughs> the goal line extended is where the goal line goes out to the sides, and then X ah. behind the goal is where uh, an offensive person sets up the run, start running the play. Oh, so, so like in hockey when they yeah, and they have a it. crease where you can't get in the goalie's crease also goes. So, if but you, yeah, if you the, shoot inside that crease, it's an illegal shot. Yes. Okay. Um, so the, the the goal, like I said, it was one handed between his legs, running away from the goal. It was beautiful. It was complete <laughs> John Grant highlight. So, but uh, Dylan Ward, our, our goalie, uh, I think he went 13 saves out of 21 shots. If that adds up to the right amount of goals. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, the Outwells won. It was their home opener. They unveiled the uh, banner for the Steinfeld Trophy because they were world champions last year. 2018, they did win the Steinfeld Cup. And the Steinfeld Cup is the uh, championship trophy in Major League Cross. Do you know what Steinfeld is named after? Uh, the uh, Jake Steinfeld, Body by Jake. Oh, really? Yes. And that's who does the World oh, Series of Youth Lacrosse. Steinfeld. I thought he was a Steinfeld. I thought he was Jerry's brother. <laughs> I remember Body by Jake though. I mean, he used, that was a popular. Oh, that I've was been, like that was like back when the info. Yeah, info I've, mer- I've been on the side. I've 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 talked to Jake a couple different times because he does the World Series of Youth Lacrosse. So I've met him a bunch of times. Nice, nice guy, nice guy. Nice. So I know we only have ninety seconds left. So. Well, tell Jake if he would like to sponsor the Sports Offensive, we'd be happy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's still time to get me that Audi before, yeah, uh, before next week's show. So uh, if any of you uh, listeners out there want to uh, donate an Audi, we'd be, we'd be more than happy to accept. <laughs> so anyway, want to thank Joanna for coming up and being with us today and taking skeezy. <laughs> hey, it's burrito then, still here. Is it warm? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, is that a burrito in your pocket? Or are you just <laughs> happy, happy to, to see me? me. <laughs> hey. um, all right. Well, I think that's everything for today's show. So, everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. Please remember you can go to our website at thesportsoffensive.com. Check out our show and previous episodes of both this program, uh, the Sports Offensive, uh, then also the Alien Offensive fan, uh, Sci-Fi Fantasy Podcast, and JoJo Wardrummer Ways, our lacrosse show. Any parting uh, words for our audience? Uh, I'll get this, uh, I'll get this uh, Chris Sims top 40 QBs up on the uh, Sports Offensive site here at some point. Uh, I know it's not just on my personal site. And uh, um, people and can we'll, laugh themselves yeah, silly. People can laugh themselves silly. This, this list is absolutely ridiculous. Spoiler, so. spoiler alert, Alex Smith is number one. <laughs> you know what? Blog Talk says we're down to 10 seconds. Yep. It shows 30 seconds. I you never know. know what's going you, on you around You never here. know. So, so. Everyone, thanks for tuning in and have a wonderful weekend. Offensive, out.